0: And now, Preston and
1: Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. All right, today's Tuesday, March 2nd. Good morning, Kathy.
2: Good morning in the news this morning. For residents, the initial confusion over the COVID-19 vaccines was bad enough, but now an analysis by the Action News data team shows some counties in the greater Philadelphia area are being vastly short-changed on vaccines. Data shows that four suburban Philadelphia counties receive far fewer doses of the vaccine than any uh, than many smaller counties across the Commonwealth. According to the latest state data analyzed by 6ABC per 1,000 residents, Delaware County received 100... Case, I did this story for you, so pay attention. It's frustrating. Uh, So, uh, per 1,000 residents, Delaware County received 134 doses. Bucks County, 168. Chester County, 171. And then Montgomery County, uh, 221. So those numbers don't vary too much. Uh, By comparison, the state reports uh, having sent almost 45,000 doses to Montour County over the last three months. Months. The county's population is only uh, just over 18,000. Uh, so they're, they got 45,000 doses. Who's
3: responsible for this? Like, who's, who's doing the math? Like, I know these are politicians, but you had to take basic math courses in school. Well, right? Right?
4: you do remember that at the beginning of all this, they had struck that deal with that guy who was like, just out of college. Yeah, <laughs> right. no background whatsoever in this. Yeah. Well, and then, so this, I think but, he tweeted out, "I'm making. I'm going to be making some serious cash, man."
2: That was Philly fighting COVID, but that yeah. was that was in Philadelphia. So this right. is everything right. but Philadelphia. Mm. So four other smaller counties—Mifflin, Mercer, Clarion, and Elk—all received more than 500 doses for every 1,000 of their residents, according to the state's data. Out of 67 counties, Delaware County is ranked 46th in the state. Emails to the Pennsylvania Department of Health and Delaware County Council seeking comment were not answered. Uh, the data does not include Philadelphia County, which admin. Its own vaccine distribution directly from the federal government. The Philadelphia Department of Public Health says it's taking action after in a, uh, ineligible people were able to get an appointment for a vaccine uh, before the doors of the Pennsylvania Convention Center opened for a FEMA run vaccination clinic. Officials say a private online link meant for essential workers to schedule a vaccine appointment at the convention center was inappropriate, inappropriately shared. Now the health department is tasked with removing ineligible signups. The headache and strain that that has caused not only uh, is frustrating, but as stated, could deny life saving vaccine to someone who fits all eligibility criteria," said the health department in a statement. What's the um? What's
3: the deal with Delaware? Like, is Delaware tax free uh, shopping? Well, yeah. okay, all <laughs> that right, that is all right. the deal. Yeah. You got me. Uh, that right. is a that good deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, is Delaware is bad? <laughs>
2: Uh, I, you know what, Case? I haven't heard as much about Delaware, but, you know... My in-laws
3: live down there, and they haven't gotten a sniff at it, you know? They okay. haven't gotten... Yeah. A, okay. Yeah.
2: Uh, the clinic is set to officially open on Wednesday with a plan to vaccinate 6,000 people per day. In January, it was the Philly Fighting COVID debacle, and it's been no secret that seniors and those with limited internet access have struggled to find appointments to get vaccinated. The health department says anyone who wasn't a direct recipient of the link will have their appointment canceled, but cleaning up the roles of registered people... Will now be a bigger burden. Officials say uh, it's now working to implement new features so that the links cannot be shared in the future.
3: Steve, I don't know if you uh, watched Saturday Night Live this weekend, but they kind of had a funny little. Uh, it wasn't an, an entire bit, but it basically, you know, it. it you know, kind of keys on the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of these, uh, these registration things have to happen online for, for like the elderly people. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, not everybody has somebody like, uh, you know, like my mom has me and I was the one who was able to register her. Like if it was all up to her, yeah. It never, I mean, well. they, they are yeah. doing
4: their share of outreaching and stuff like that. It, it's, you know, you talk about it's, it's a massive undertaking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I
5: started following a uh, new account on Instagram a week or two ago. It's called uh, Jessica Malati Rivera. She's a scientist. And, um, She's great because she really deals in just data. And um, she's really good at posting trends. And she's also good at um, sort of snuffing out sensationalistic news. So if you see a headline that says this new variant is going to kill all of us and, you know, people are are looking to – to gets scared because of a news headline. She, she dives a little bit deeper in the headlines. She also just uh, relies specifically on data and, and the way I that think I headed. follow her, Nick. So she, she puts
4: she, up a lot of graphs and she's stuff? She's great, yeah, yeah a yeah. lot of
5: graphs. And, uh, yeah, again, yeah. the name is Jessica Malati Rivera. And, uh, Casey, she'll diagnose and, and break down, like, individual counties and trends in Pennsylvania versus Delaware and things like that. And is she so, from the area? I don't know where she's from, Kathy. I, I found her through a friend. She's from year. Delaware. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but she's a science expert, and she's great. And so um, if oh, you're cool. looking for just, like, pure data, Data and real news—that's uh, not sensationalistic. Uh, give her, give her a follow.
2: New Jersey school districts must incorporate instruction on diversity and inclusion under a bill Governor Phil Murphy signed Monday. The legislation goes into effect immediately, but it will begin in the uh, 2021-22 school year. The bill aims to promote and highlight diversity, including economic, gender, sexual orientation, and race. The state's education commissioner will give the state 600-plus districts sample uh, activities and resources aimed at promoting diversity and inclusion. The measure sponsors uh, call it a natural next step to promote diversity, school's New Jersey reflect the rich diversity of our state said the sponsors in health and physical education classes students are taught to respect their individual and cultural cultural differences to build healthy relationships both in and out of the classroom the natural next step is to promote diversity tolerance and respect for all these are values students will take with them long after they graduate in sports this morning (laughs) The Sixers beat the Indiana Pacers last night yeah. in South Philly. Shake Milton scored 26 points and the bench led the Sixers to the 131-114 win. They did it! Joel Embiid had 24 points and 13 rebounds on a sore left ankle and Ben Simmons added 18 points and 6 rebounds. Mm. Up next for the Sixers is a home game tomorrow night against the best team in the NBA, the Utah Jazz. The Flyers, who are in the middle of 6 games in 9 days, open up a 3-game set in Pittsburgh starting tonight. In the history of the team, the Flyers have never played 3 straight games on the road against the same team, but the season continues to be unlike any other. The puck is set to drop at 7 o'clock. Free agent pass rusher J.J. Watt has agreed to a 2-year contract with the Arizona Cardinals. The deal is reportedly worth $31 million and includes $23 million guaranteed. Last month the 31-year-old was released by the Houston Texans, ending his 10-year run with the franchise. And at spring training the Phillies tied the Orioles in yesterday's Grapefruit League home opener in Clearwater. There were about 2,200 fans at the game which which sold out almost immediately when tickets went on sale more than a week ago. There are hardly any tickets remaining for any of the team's 14 home games this spring. Aaron Nola allowed a two-run home run before Settling in for two innings as the Phil's and Orioles played to a 4 4 tie. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thanks,
1: Kath, and welcome to Tuesday morning. We uh, are just reminding you about a $500 cash prize we have to give away for Word of the Week. That is coming up at the end of the show. We got a ways to go, so hang out, set a spell, as they say on Take the show. Take shoes Hills off, Be- Beverly Hillbillies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a tattoo Day opportunity for you to win a Presidency of Tattoo. gift certificate. All you have to do is text the word "tattoo" to 39333, and you just might get it from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. So that's going to happen at some point during the program. Guest-wise on the show, we have a gentleman named Brad Inglesby. He is the author of Mayor of Easttown, new HBO limited series, which is coming out in April. It's Kate Winslet. We've talked about this before. Yes. Uh, They shot it, some of it in Chester County, some of it in Delaware County. Uh, She had to take on the most challenging (laughs) accent of her life, which was a Delaware County (laughs) accent. Um, So we're going to talk to Brad about that uh, later on this morning in the 9 o'clock hour. Also, I want to give you a heads up that on Friday of this week, we will begin voting for the Cardboard Classic. First time we've ever done this online uh, instead of in person. And obviously, you know the scenario. We're not having the event, but... Some of the biggest and most badass cardboard sled builders of all time decided to get together and have their own competition. Although scaled down, smaller sleds. And we're going to ask you to vote on them. And it's on Friday, so you've got a little ways to go. You can go to PressNCF.com and check out uh, photos. And the new. we actually have some new galleries as we're looking back. We're doing flashbacks of Cardboard Classic. I created a gallery called the 10 Best Semi-Nude Sleds. And now we have Nick's list of sleds so big we can't believe they made it down. Uh, so, if you want to take a look and reminisce a little bit, there is plenty of stuff there, and it's sponsored by Acme Corrugated Box, and they're the ones that bring up the cardboard trophies uh, that uh, that we give away at the Cardboard Classic each year. So that is coming up on Friday. The voting. I just wanted to remind you of that and make sure you go take a peek. Was there something else I was supposed to mention? Uh, about that? Remember, well, Eric said. something Yeah, but in the submissions yesterday? were due yesterday. So okay. So there you go. We're good. We're
4: good to go. Now just enjoy.
1: Uh, He said he was going to have something for me. I didn't know what it was. But anyhow, the home edition is taking place, and uh, you will be able to vote for it on Friday. So it's all good. (laughs) Uh, Let's take a break. Come back in a second. And I have some entertainment stories, some baby stuff, and things like that to pass along to you, as well as a chance for you to win some freebies. Stay put. We'll be back. Just a moment.
0: Love Preston, Steve, and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks.
6: Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long-stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com.
1: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're going to do a stupid question this morning. Give away a $50 Disney Store gift card and a four-pack of Fandango Passes to see uh, the movie from Walt Disney Animation Studios, Raya and the Last Dragon. So I have an interesting question. This might be be a hard run. According to the novelization Mm -hmm. of the film E.T. the Extraterrestrial, so the book that this was about, how old is ET? He is over how many years old? Oh. In the novelization of ET, do they, they probably don't ever mention they in the movie, right? No, I don't All think right. they do. All right, so 215263WMMR. This one will kind of blow you away. It's a real uh, mind melder. Yep. So, according to the novelization <laughs> of the film ET, the extraterrestrial, how old is ET's? Over how many years old? 215263 i I'll be curious to hear this. Go through some birthdays. Uh, while we're waiting for that call, today is Tuesday, March 2nd, and buddy of WMMR, John Bon Jovi. Whoa. Yeah! John Bovine Jovi <laughs> celebrates his birthday today, and he is 59 years
5: old. So, uh... Obviously, get, he looks good. Close to 60. Yeah, he, he started score. looking good. It was cool having him on a camp out. I really enjoyed that interview with him. I just wish we could have hooked him up with the... Uh Nothing, Guys but thieves, yeah. Nothing but thieves, yeah. yeah. We just got
2: into a conversation about him and the way he looks and uh, almost turned into an argument about whether or not John Bon Jovi is good looking and it was like older people versus younger people versus like the kids. It was it, well, it Was, was that a gathering
4: funny. and Bon Jovi's looks
2: came up. We just started talking. How about dare it. you say that? And uh, yeah, and it, yeah. it like turned into like almost a little argument. We were still laughing. Okay, right, yeah.
1: so, so were the young ones saying he's not good looking? Yeah,
2: like the, the, the kids were like, ew, what? You guys thought he was good looking? And then it was like <laughs> me and my <laughs> cousin we were like, yes, he was so good looking. Yes. And then and the older people are like, well, look at him. He's so old. And we're like, well, so are you. He's aging. What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, What do you uh, want? Yeah. I mean,
1: uh, your time's going to come soon enough. Yeah. Yeah. You I'll, watch. I'll put it this uh, this way. He's not as old as E.T. is. That's okay? right. Oh. So that's, that's a little hint to the stupid but, um, question. But on our yeah. planet,
3: we measure time in Bon Jovi
1: years. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, John, Bon Jovi is 59 today. Uh, another front man's birthday. Chris Martin of Coldplay. And uh, Chris Martin is celebrating his 44th birthday today. We were
4: just talking about Coldplay being on the list of most hated bands, this bizarre list. Uh, but um, we said, no, um, you know,
1: that's, it's all subjective. Well, it's, you know, bands that are easy to hate for some people, I yeah. think, I think is uh, kind of the ranking of that. And we, we believe that success list. has a lot to do with that, too, ending up on the list. A lot yeah, of people can be. Knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, that they don't get it, and yeah. they hate the fact that they're they're successful. So, Chris Martin, great songwriter, great front man, 44 years old today. Uh, Mikhail Gorbachev. Uh-huh. Uh, wow, he's... <laughs> <laughs> this is it. For those who may not yeah. remember... (laughs) This is a Russian singer singing this song. And uh, Mikhail Gorbachev Gorbachev is 90 years old today. Former head of the Soviet Union.
4: You remember right. in the uh, Naked Gun movie where uh, Drebin rubs the port wine stain off his head and he knew it was a fake. He looks at the, ca- the camera and goes, I
5: knew it. <laughs> He's 90 today. I think he lives in Vermont. DC. What? Yeah. I, I know that he moved oh, to the that's true. where he was
1: born. No, he was not <laughs> born there.
5: He did not live in Mon- Montana? <laughs> Montana. I'd like to have seen it.
1: So, we also have other birthdays. Lorraine Newman, one of the original Not Ready for Primetime Players on Saturday Night Live. Oh, She's 69. We're forever. talking about her, huh? Up. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're supposed to
3: have her on is it next week
1: maybe I think, I think next week okay uh
3: yes we, um, uh yes next Friday, next All right. Friday tell me party. it's for
1: problem child four it is for
3: problem <laughs> awesome
1: child four. yes uh so Lorraine Newman 69 years old today Elizabeth Jagger. Daughter of Mick and Jerry Hall. I assume a model, right? uh, Actress. She was in Igby Goes Down, and I don't know anything else about her. She's 37 today, so that's Elizabeth Jagger. Uh, John Irving is an author. He wrote The Cider House Rules. Cider House Rules! (laughs) (laughs) No, it was a list of rules. Oh, I'm sorry. What you can and can't do. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) but they hung on the uh, the wall of the the cider house. Uh, He is seventy. He also wrote uh, Garp. Preston. Oh, the world according Garp. Yes, I have considered reading that book. That movie was so weird to me because, listen, first of all, I was a kid when it came out, and I was expecting to go see Funny Robin Williams, (laughs) kind of like Dead Poets Society. This is going to be a blast. (laughs) Uh, and it is not. It's uh, it's quirky and it's tragic. I love it. Yeah, it's a great I, I, movie.
4: I, I, I love the movie. I love its its quirkiness. Uh, Glenn Close is is uh, amazing in the movie. It has one of the most uh, touching his character. The character that is Garp is so always glass half full, regardless throughout the movie, and that's what makes it so
1: a uh, wonderful. Um, so yeah, I thought about reading that book yeah. I might get around to that And John Evering is the guy who wrote it uh, Bryce Dallas Howard Wow, mm-hmm. her dad's birthday was just yesterday yeah. wow. Coincidence? Maybe uh, You know what she's been doing? She's been directing episodes of The Mandalorian yeah. And doing a damn good job I saw a, um, there were some specials about that Where John Favreau sits down with the other directors yeah, 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 and, yeah. and she was in that little round table discussion It was pretty cool, man So she's following, following in dad's footsteps She is, yeah Um, Obviously, The Help, Jurassic World, The Village, Spider-Man 3. She's 40 today. Uh, Daniel Craig's birthday is today. Uh, One more Bond. Still waiting on it. They're saying now 2028.
4: What? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) They they keep keep bumping it up. They want, desperately want a real deal theater release for this movie. Uh, He is on the heels of Connery. As the greatest Bond of all time, he's just
1: terrific. And outside of Bond uh, movies like *Knives Out*, uh, he is 53 today. He's reprising that role for another oh, movie. Gonna, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. No Absolutely. Yep. Okay. And then the last birthday. Uh, she's lost a lot of weight. She looks fantastic. She's very funny and talented. It is Rebel Wilson's birthday today. Uh, she is 41 years old. This is, is her? Pitch
7: perfect. To the end of fame Am I gonna
3: in? For some reason, we don't, don't have the Bella's final uh, number in that movie. In right don't all radio hand stations hand. get that from the FCC? We <laughs> should. <laughs> uh-huh. Happy birthday to Rebel Wilson. She's I'm probably going to get a fine. 41 that <laughs> <right>. today. <laughs>
1: all right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. According to the novelization of the film E or the film ET, the extraterrestrial, how old was ET? Do Two- you know? 215 263 WMMR, and I will go to, let's see, first caller in was Carrie, so we're going to her. Hey, Carrie, good morning. Good morning, how are you? Wonderful. All right, Carrie, so how old, according to the novelization of the film ET, how old was ET? He
8: was over 10 million years
1: old. You are correct. Jesus
8: Christ! <laughs> <laughs> 10
7: million?
1: Hi, Carrie, hang on. That's
7: happening oh, insane!
1: We're going to give you a $50 Disney store 10 million. gift card and a four-pack of Fandango Passes to see Walt Disney Animation Studios' uh, new adventure, which is called Raya and the Last Dragon. The film will be available in theaters and on Disney Plus with premiere access uh, on Friday. By the sorry, he's 10 million years old, over 10 million, and he's still kind of like a mid-level botanist? Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, you are an
4: underachiever. <laughs> How old are his parents?
1: Uh... Well, we never see them, so I don't know. Yeah, we don't okay, know. Well,
4: I got to figure. See him at the end. Uh, th- that particular species is born pregnant, oh. so I think uh, they're probably a couple years old. Well, than you see it. other aliens. We don't know
1: if it's his parents or not. I would assume his mom came oh, to You pick just him thought off.
5: they were coming to pick him up? <laughs> yes. Huh. That's his mom. Mom, you're late. Get in the spaceship,
7: <laughs> dumbass.
1: <laughs> Stop playing with the kids. <laughs> yeah. You little dick. Yeah. All right, I, got I
7: turn th- around we're from halfway, halfway back and you're not in the back seat, you dumbass.
1: All right, I got some stories to get to. So we'll begin with this. Tiger Woods, did he fall asleep behind the wheel just uh-huh. moments before his crash last week? Is that what they're thinking? According to Page Six, a report citing forensic car experts said that the golf legend appeared to not be paying attention right before he crashed his uh, Genesis GV80. Uh, Jonathan Cherney, a consultant who serves as an expert witness in court cases, told USA Today, to me, it's like a classic case of falling asleep behind the wheel because the road curves and his vehicle goes straight. Uh, it's a drift off the road, almost like he was either unconscious, suffering from a medical episode, or fell asleep and didn't wake up until he was off the road. And that's where the brake application came in. Dude, I had
4: one one time in my life. Where I easily could have bought it, I was. It's when Preston, when I was doing the Riverdeck Cafe
9: yeah.
4: at WDRE and coming down here, and I was doing a morning show in New York, and it was the longest fr- Fridays were unbelievable, and I drive back, and I happened to be on the Jersey Turnpike at a point where um, there was you know service area, and I and I clearly I had nodded off for a couple of seconds, and I was off the off the uh, off ninety five. Yeah. But fortunately, when I cut, I cut onto the road into the service area. Okay, so I'm like, ah, you know, yeah. and I yeah. woke up, yeah. it off. That was it. That changed everything from there on. I'm like, the the words, "I can do this." Never cross. Yeah. No. So no, it's not, it's not worth about. the risk.
1: Yeah. Uh, So an accident reconstruction expert said, uh, my feeling is speed wasn't that much of an issue. It was just kind of an inattention that caused the Mm curb strike. So it's possible. It's quite possible. Ninety-nine-year-old Prince Philip has been moved from King Edward VII Hospital and was taken to a leading high-tech teaching hospital in London, Buckingham Palace said on Monday. According to the palace statement, the Duke of Edinburgh was uh, today transferred from King Edward VII Hospital to St. Bartholomew's. Hospital where doctors will continue to treat him for an infection, as well as undertake testing and observation for a pre-existing heart condition. The Duke remains comfortable and is responding to I'm treatment, very
0: comfortable, uh,
1: but is expected to remain in the hospital at least until the end of the week. When you're that old and you get an infection, you have, it can oh, yeah. lead to pneumonia and very things dangerous. Like that. So they they really got to keep a close eye on the uh, people of that age. When fact that they moved him, is a good sign though that they're they're able to do that yeah. and would consider doing that. The palace issued a statement after rumors circulated that he left. Photos emerge of an unidentified patient being moved by an ambulance with umbrellas up to screen the person's identity. Would you let me drive? As of today, uh, he will have been in the hospital for two weeks. And observers are concerned that his health will be further compromised amid the stress of watching Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's bombshell interview with Uh Oprah Winfrey. Now, it's coming out on Sunday, by the way, on CBS. But in clips... Harry spoke of his fear of history repeating itself in terms of the treatment that his wife has received, believing it echoes the treatment of his mother, the late Princess Diana. Can he watch The Voice instead? I think he can. Uh, Yeah. In uh, one of the clips... This
4: Blake is very
1: talented. Harry said, I can't begin to imagine what it must have been like for her going through this process by herself all those years ago, because it had been unbelievably tough for the two of us, but at least we had each other. There was another uh, interview. It was either with uh, Harry or William. I don't remember which one, but uh, they were asking about the crown and yes. the Yep. And he said, it's in the ballpark. You know, he said, it's oh, listen, no, really? he said, you know, they take liberties. Obviously, it's not good. These, these are private moments. They and can't know exactly. Yeah. But he said they've gotten the tone right of the isolation of being in that family and some of the politics and mind games that go on of carrying on that um yes that that yeah. uh appearance and everything so you know he said yeah they're, they're they kind of get it right
4: yeah i mean i i happen happen <laughs> to know a, a a fair amount going before the series ever got involved in, in season one and was drawn along as we all have been with the series but um yeah everything sort of rings true and as you're right though Preston, when the doors close you can't know the conversation that's
1: going on in there unless you're one of those People having the conversation. Yeah. Uh, Ratings for the virtual Golden Globes, hosted by Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, held this Sunday. uh, Tanked horribly. Um, Early numbers show that just 5.42 million viewers tuned in. Down more than 60% from last year's numbers of 14.76 million. Uh, The early numbers don't include viewership of the show from the West Coast. I mean, it doesn't help that there, you know... It's not the show. There's not that many great (laughs) movies. and, And, well... And, and, no, and the yeah. people aren't there. They aren't. Yeah. There, the, 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 uh, Potential recipients and nominees aren't there. That's what makes that show fun. The big hoopla. Yeah. And, uh, and those moments
4: that you tune in for. Um, yeah. 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 I, I, I wasn't expecting big numbers to nah. begin
1: with. In fact, all award shows have been trending sharply down in the last six yeah. months. Viewership for, for the CMA Awards, the Academy of Country Music Awards, and the American Music Awards have dropped by 30 plus percent.
4: In general, though, Case, they were down. All of the award shows have been taking down over the past right. six, seven years. Right.
3: So do you think for that one in particular, because it it is TV and movies. That movies is the main driving force behind it. The, I, the viewership.
1: I, I've never been big on TV awards. Period. Like the Emmys, because yeah. a lot of the shows are year after year after year after year after year. Movies are all new every single year. So Self-contained. Yeah, yeah. Also, here's the deal with with
4: and and it's the sort of the uh, bizarre anomaly of the Emmys. They send it one episode they mm. believe is emblematic of a series right and it's like okay right yeah uh, how do you judge the way a show has been rolling out and how it progresses and how it's telling a story and how do you do that in a case where it's a a 10 episode series the
5: lines between movies and tv have already started to disintegrate absolutely and in the last year even more so because any movie that that you watched in all likelihood you were doing from the comfort of your own home so there's there's very little difference at this point between a movie and a TV show,
4: it's yeah. it's funny though. As, as we see all this stuff happening, Preston, I start to go through my mind of like what I would like them to take a second crack at, since they're doing these. Like the Dark Tower was that the movie yeah. that you've always wanted to see. And yeah. they had the theatrical release, but wouldn't you love to see them give that the more full-throated effort of like a twelve-part oh series? Yes,
1: absolutely. I was hoping that with the stand, and I was a little disappointed. Did not like it. it? Huh? I mean, it was okay. Right. It could have been better, but the yeah, they, they have the opportunity to do it now. So, yeah. but but mm. you're right. Um, Gal Gadot is about to welcome uh, her third child. This is uh, she is uh, pregnant with her third baby. She announced on Monday. Uh, she tweeted, Here we go again, captioning a photo of her with her husband, uh, Jaron Verzano, and two daughters, Alma, who is nine, and Maya, who is three, cradling her baby bump. I saw the
4: picture of her, sort of laid back, Preston, with her arm back next to her husband, and it occurred to me, how come she hasn't been pregnant a thousand
1: times? <laughs> the Wonder Woman stars announcement comes uh, mere hours after fans saw her presenting best foreign language film in the Golden Globes on Sunday. However, she concealed any sign of a baby bump underneath a white... Is this... Uh, Kathy, am I pronouncing this correctly? Givenchy? Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's not Givenchy? Givenchy. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah, uh, that Givenchy's good. Givenchy swing mini dress. Yeah, this is my favorite cologne. With flowing sleeves and a mock turtleneck. Uh, so she is uh, quite happy to have another mock? one along the way. Yeah. 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 Turtleneck? Yeah. 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 By the way, that Anya Taylor-Joy outfit and the pictures (laughs) it's amazing it it made it move for me yeah yeah it was just uh wow looks fantastic Uh, back in september by the uh gal and her husband had celebrated more than a decade of marriage she's a heck of a gal She's a heck of a gal uh hilaria and alec Baldwin have welcomed their sixth child alex's seventh child uh observers say the baby appears to be welcome via surrogate. It would have to be, right? It was too soon. As was as Eduardo's birth was so recent. That is correct, yes. Uh Eduardo is only five months old. So in April of twenty twenty, she, uh Hilaria had uh told us of having another child at this point. Who knows? I don't know. I've learned that I thought I was gonna have one kid and now all of a sudden I have a gigantic brood, so who knows? Is your name Eduardo because your mother's from Boston? Mm. <laughs> In November, though, she told people, I've said this in the past, that I was uh, done when I was done. I think right now I'm so tired and I feel just with COVID it's just insanity. All this comes after Hilaria went under fire uh, for a the the backlash over her fudging of her Spanish background.
4: It's a cute fit. We're looking at the uh, the the brood there. They're going to be doing well. Everyone's smiling. It's too many except kids, except for though. Alec. <laughs> too He's many, many kids, any... man. You, nobody needs to have <laughs> six kids anymore. Well, you know, like my sister in law raises uh, has a, a brood of nine. I know, you know that's and they're way all too wonderful. Many. They're I'm one of four. Yeah. That's
3: way too many.
2: <laughs> what do they say? After three, it doesn't make a difference. Like it's like it's just. Well, that, because the younger ones can anyway. take
1: care of the—I mean, the older ones can start to take care of the younger that's ones. Like, that's exactly a difference what happens between yeah. one
2: and two, and then two and three. But after three, you're not really going to see a difference. That's that's yeah. What they you, say. You, you
4: basically you've you've given birth to your own support staff. <laughs> yeah, right. So so exactly. that's what that's yeah. The 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 uh, the older ones put out the
1: smaller kids are on fire. <laughs> are, are you saying after three it doesn't cost any more money? No, Is that no, what you're no. What, oh, do you yeah, really think right. that's what I'm saying?
2: No. <laughs> I'm saying as far as the workload and and what you—I don't um, know—receive it. The it's
5: mechanism a, is in
1: place. God, it's a ton of laundry. It probably Jesus. kicks back in above twenty, Kathy.
5: On her uh, on her post, hilarious post, she turned off comments. But uh, Alec didn't make that um, judgment, <laughs> no. and people are not being nice. <laughs> well, it's of just like you know, at, at the end of the day, just be nice. Be nice. Be yeah. nice. And if he if much. he wants to really avoid it, don't
1: post. All right, how about this? Andy Dick, who is 55, is engaged to Elisa Jordana, a 32-year-old who regularly appears with uh, Dick on YouTube comedy show Kermit and Friends. She told Page Six, he asked me at 6 in the morning a few Sundays back, and I said yes. We're always working on the relationship, so as long as nothing weird happens, it is happening. My mom is coming in June for my birthday, so hopefully then. Uh, That's not why she's coming. Andy had shared the news on Instagram. Now, they were supposed to get married on Valentine's Day, but he was a no show. Uh, she said, So I've been engaged for one week. It's not going well. I haven't spoken to my fiance since he proposed to me. And I saw he posted an Instagram story with someone's nipple in it. And then she continued to say, You make me laugh. You entertain me. I know I'll never be bored with you. Even though all your struggles, the things I really like best about you is you always try to have a fun, good time no matter what is going on. What are the
4: odds? What are the odds they make there it to no you? Yeah, there are no odds. It's yeah. not going to happen. No way. Yep.
1: And if it does, it won't last. So there you go. Our full support here at the Press and Steve Show. <laughs> or it will be the greatest relationship of all time, a marriage for the ages. Speaking of a relationship, 19-year-old Amelia Gray Hamlin has met the man of her dreams. Is this Harry Hamlin's daughter? Yes. And yeah. she shared a shot of her together on Instagram story and wrote of her 37-year-old boyfriend, Scott Disick, my dream man oh my god oh my god oh my, <laughs> my what that poor
4: family is going through please get this this is not the only man out there jesus christ got to be something about it it's him. unbelievable hey what's his net worth <laughs> he he is uh, listed as an influencer he's probably a couple of million he's not I mean, come on. Uh, He's king of the
1: douchebag. Nick's going to look up his net worth, and you'll have to take it with a grain of salt because these things are never full on correct. Uh, By the way, the 40 million it says here. The pair is uh, reportedly back in Miami and went to a party Saturday celebrating uh, 50 cents hot living cover and the grand opening of Wrist Aficionado at the Sate Miami Beach. The
4: hell is all this crap? Uh, Wrist Aficionado?
1: An insider tells page six uh, Amelia was there but stayed low key with her friend, with his friends. Uh, they were only there for a little bit. The pair went uh, Instagram official over Valentine's Day. There's, there's no way that parents aren't just... And they're, they're doing the probably the proper thing,
4: like, if they act like they hate it, that's going to drive her more towards him. Yeah. So just go along with
1: it until she discovers he's a nuclear douchebag. Uh, maybe the the wise action to take if you're the parents but you know we'll see where it goes oh my god that's I mean
4: could there be anything worse to hear from your daughter if you're a parent than I've just
1: met Scott Disick Mm. (laughs) so Amanda Seyfried and her glam team had a moment of terror ahead of the Golden Globe Awards her custom coral Oscar de la Renta gown was lost for an entire 36 hours on its way to Savannah uh, Seyfried's stylist, Elizabeth Stewart, tells people. But luckily, with some help from the Oscar de la Renta team, uh, they were able to track the dress down.
4: Oh, well, I, th- I thought they just went to uh, Ross
1: and found the same dress in the night. <laughs> you dress best for Lester, you know. <laughs> so yeah. from Oscar de la Renta, drove hours to the 24-hour FedEx Hub in Newark, New Jersey and stayed there until they found the dress in the nick of time, Stuart says. So I'm on a special mission for Amanda Seyfried. I saw uh, let me through a couple of posts where people are getting their panties in a bunch about uh, the fact that Jason Sudeikis wore a hoodie and didn't really catch any crap for all it. Right. And the ladies all dressed to high fashion. Not all of them, actually. Jodie Foster and her wife she was yeah. in were PJs. wearing pajamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think people thought that was kind of fun, actually. I so. do think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And isn't Jason Sudeikis getting crap because... For, you know, when you say he's not getting any crap, isn't that him him getting crap? Yeah. He's getting crap. He's getting crap.
1: Yeah. Uh, Crap has been gotten. Doc Brown finally invented something that worked, and now he's going to find it. All seven of them, actually. So Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future is on a mission to locate the DeLorean DMC-12 that was transformed into a time machine in the beloved 1985 sci-fi adventure film. In the Discovery Plus four-part series called Expedition Back to the Future. Lloyd teams up with Expedition Unknown host Josh Gates to track down the other versions of the dimension-busting car that made some serious S happen at the speed of 88 miles per hour. The main DeLorean rests at the Peterson Automotive Museum in Los Angeles, but as it turns out, the franchise had used six other versions. This actually sounds like a lot of fun, this show does. So The duo head out on a quest for the perfect DeLorean time machine, which will be given to Lloyd's partner in time-hopping adventure, Michael J. Fox, to sell at auction to benefit the Michael J. Fox Foundation. And along the way, which the way includes Los Angeles, Houston, New York, and Orlando, Gates and Lloyd cross paths with Back to the Future cast members, including Michael J. Fox, Leah Thompson, Donald Fullalove, uh, James Tolkien, and Harry Waters Jr., as well as Bob Gale, who co-wrote the screenplay, with Robert Zemeckis, they also chat up DeLorean experts, collectors, and future super fans to learn more about the lore of the legendary ride. That sounds fun.
5: They don't uh, meet up with Biff? Uh, I, his name wasn't on here. Oh, no. Biff has got to be there. It's Tom Wilson, right? Yeah, Tom yeah. Wilson. Yeah, Radner's own. Um, I saw one of the original ones, or one of the ones from the movie. They do uh, screenings every summer, or usually in normal summers, at the Mann Music Center, and um, it was a Back to the Future one with a full orchestra, and they had one on display. It was really cool. I mean, I love movie memorabilia like that mm-hmm. it was it was badass uh, by the way
4: i thought the delorean was a really slick looking car there's a great documentary about john delorean and the fbi sting uh, that involved the uh, the whole thing going down uh the, the the car and the concept behind it was great stainless steel and the whole thing uh we actually worked with someone who bought one a, a used delorean
3: years ago uh <laughs> dude i drive past one uh, almost every day oh god <laughs> and they painted it why would you do that yeah. What color? I silver. Like,
9: yeah. yeah <laughs>
3: silver. Oh, uh, gosh. Why am I drawing a blank on the color? Is it, is it like maroon? Hmm. Are yes.
4: they Are they meant to be paint? Uh,
1: really? I don't think so. I mean, they're stainless steel. Yeah. i yeah. mm. not really sure. Anyhow, uh, all four episodes of Expedition Back to the Future debut March 15th. On Discovery Plus. So that's another cool show coming to uh, Discovery Plus. Another reason. There's a few others actually uh, that are coming up, uh, like this one. Uh, And I'll mention that an actress named uh, Indira Varma has joined the upcoming Obi Wan Kenobi series at Disney Plus. Variety confirmed the details of the character. Varma will play, are being kept under wraps. She joins previously announced series lead Ewan McGregor. Which is very cool. Yeah, who will reprise the role of Kenobi for the films. And Hayden Christensen will also appear once again playing the role of Anakin Skywalker. Maybe
4: this so, in a way,
1: there were points in that
4: trilogy where I thought Hayden Christensen rose to the challenge. There are other times I just wanted to bitch slap him. But the uh, I think for the most part, uh, when you weigh things out, he did okay. This might be as he's matured a little bit. Chance to bring some nuance to this role.
1: And uh, Varma currently stars in the ABC legal drama For Life. She is also known for appearing as uh, Alaria Sands uh, in HBO's Game of Thrones. She had a really cool that. Oh. oh, yeah. Now. Do you yeah. remember her? For sure, yeah. She's the one whose daughter gets poisoned yes. and she has to watch her. Yeah. yeah, that's a rough scene. It is, yeah. Uh, McGregor confirmed that he was uh, returning to play Kenobi in August 2019. Now, the series is reportedly set ten years after the events of Revenge of the Sith. Ten years? It's one of several Star Wars live-action series currently currently in the works at the streamer. And aside from the new season of uh, The Mandalorian, others include uh, the Rogue One prequel, focusing on uh, Cassian Andor, uh, Rangers of the New Republic... Which is an Ahsoka Tano Mandalorian spinoff series. That's with um, who's, who's who's starring in that? Is it uh, Rosario God. Dawson? Yes, Rosario Dawson. Uh, and the Book of Boba Fett, which is also a spinoff of the Mandalorian. So right. those things are coming to uh, Disney Plus. Quick question: Are these?
5: How many of these are going to be on at once? Oh, they'll spread Uh, them out. Yeah, Yeah, they better. Yeah, and the Ahsoka one, Steve, is different than the one that Preston was just talking about. There's a... um, It's not not with Rosario Dawson? Well, no. There is one with Rosario Dawson that's based on Ahsoka. There's also a spinoff of that one, which hasn't even... Ahsoka hasn't even come out yet, but there's a spinoff to the spinoff.
4: Okay, listen. I I had my...
5: fears about the Mandalorian, and yeah. it turned out to be great. When they space them out, they're great. Then When they jam too many in, a, in your face at once, it's uh, it's overload. I hate things for my face. I know. <laughs> One last story. The
1: Terminator <laughs> is coming back, and uh, this time he's going to be anime. Uh, Netflix and Skydance, the company that holds the rights to the long-running sci-fi franchise, have teamed up to produce an animated series based on the James Cameron-created killer robot for <laughs> the future <laughs> mm-hmm. movie series. Uh, Mattson <laughs> Tomlin, who co-wrote the upcoming DC movie The Batman, as well as Netflix's own super-powered movie Project Power, will act as the showrunner and executive producer as well. Uh, details of the new take were not revealed, but uh, Tomlin is known for his big and dark concepts. So they're going to do an anime version of uh, Terminator.
4: Well, in the last one, he was sort of a retiree, so maybe you can see him now getting like getting his jazzy scooter right uh, over the retirement village, taking a uh, cruise, Cracker Barrel, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Right. How much for the the, 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 the the eggs? Will be easy. <laughs> Playing pickleball, pickleball. <laughs> All right, We're ready for- <laughs> coming on over.
1: We're going to watch Tony
4: Bennett concert.
1: Uh, we're ready for clips. New Amsterdam. The drama about a new hospital director looking to change the system is back for its third season. And in this clip, star Ryan Eggold talks about season two's abrupt ending due to the pandemic. We just stopped filming one day. <laughs> People were kind of getting nervous and antsy and, and everybody, you know, there wasn't a lot of... Mm, information and a lot known then. But now I think we know a, a lot more about it, and there's a, a vaccine that's on its way, which is exciting. And, um, you know, Season 3 has felt very, very safe. Whatever. <laughs> new Amsterdam <laughs> airs tonight, NBC, 10 p.m. Here's the next one for you. <laughs> Tim Allen and Richard Karn of Home Improvement have teamed up again for a new reality competition series, Assembly Required. Ooh. Here's the show's host and resident expert, April Wilkerson, uh, as she explains the competition. Here we go.
10: Every single episode is going to present three new contestants that are builders, makers in their own realm. And they're all given the same material to complete a challenge in a given amount of time. Shut up. I knew
1: an April Wilkerson. Back Did in the day. you? Oh, yes. you, huh? you don't think, do you? No, I know it's not her. Did you violate her? Uh, no. Oh, I did not violate her. You want to? I knew people who violated her. Oh, I dear. wanted to violate her. Well, yeah. they, she
4: might be older than, than the person on the show.
1: Uh, maybe. Yeah. So this April Wilkerson is the host. And uh, Assembly Required premieres tonight at 10 on the History Channel. Huh. And, and there you go. That's it. Casey, I got an update on oh, your uh, DeLorean. Joe knows the one you're talking about. Hey, Joe, good morning. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? What's up? Yeah, I see. I see that Delorean all the time. It's right down the street from O'Hara. Yeah, O'Hara.
3: Yeah, it's at the corner of Reed Road and um, uh, yeah. and, and Eagle. But uh, yeah, so yeah. it's at this like uh, it's at a place that uh, specializes in fixing like Porsches and stuff like that. Uh, Joe, yeah. uh,
4: Joe, is it painted? And if so, what colors are painted?
3: Yeah, it is maroon. Like it's you know, maroon, okay. It's okay. Like I, a, yeah,
11: it's like a dark burgundy.
3: You know, Joe, I was getting uh, confused because there's also like a yellow Porsche there, and I was like, is it is it a yellow dolorine or is it the maroon one? I couldn't remember. So thank you for yeah, refreshing yeah. my Joe, memory. Joe, I love you.
11: Yep. <laughs> I love you guys, too. <laughs> all right. Thank you,
3: Joe. <laughs> Appreciate it. So. And then, Steve, another update. Uh, no need to call the FCC. We finally have that Bella's final oh, number right. from Pitch Perfect. We don't have to play it but we do have it, so no need to call the FCC awesome. Okay,
1: Was awesome. he about to call the FCC? Well, he said earlier when okay. we did that. Every radio station is supposed to violation. violation. They were going to call us. Is they, what I heard. Yeah, 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 that's okay. the yeah, yeah. They would have been alerted. All yeah. right, so we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. The sun is shining. The wind is blowing. It's gusty. It's going to be a little uh, funky on the road, uh, so keep that in mind, but it should tamper down a little bit later on. We'll be back in a second. Stay with us. WMMR.
0: Polluting more than just the airwaves. Hear us at WMMR.com. On our mobile app, smart speakers, and radio.com.
1: Uh, Steve sent me over this article from uh, BuzzFeed. And uh, once again, everything's coming from TikTok, man. Every, yeah. Everything these days well, as far as uh, every in- trend. interesting ideas yeah. and, and little trendy things and so on. So the latest was a, a remedy, a home remedy to get rid of hickeys. <laughs> Did you guys see this? No. 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 Number one, who's still giving hickeys? Hickey. I thought that was a thing of the past. Once thought, oral became an option. Well, oral's always been an option, but <laughs> but I mean I always thought of hickeys as as really old, old school. Like even pre my youth old school, but I guess maybe it still happens and we'll explain the technique yeah. here yeah. in a moment. Well, I mean, maybe
3: uh this just can be maybe. just maybe this could be used for um uh what is it? Cupping, Kathy? <laughs> that you uh you have oh, all those you have these hickeys all over your body, Kathy. And a, that is what those are.
1: Yeah, essentially. Mm-hmm. But they're not as embarrassing as as a mouth. That well, but, yeah. you yes. can tell somebody has gone to a professional and had that perfect done perfect for a reason, reason. Not like someone
4: yeah. someone was sucking her back. Yeah. Uh but that does re- so <laughs> on the side thing and we're going to get to the main point here. Yeah. So apparently hickeys are a thing yes. uh, they used to be a big thing years ago. I remember when I was junior high and elementary school like, it was almost like
2: a big thing you mean like purposely given oh yeah, yeah. okay all right yeah it. yeah they were, it they was were almost ours like were like i think maybe i was in the era of like oh it was a mistake but it happened no and, and i'm like wondering pregnancy <laughs> uh. <laughs> i mean i guess it <laughs> could be seen that way um but i'm also wondering what this remedy is because we also had remedies
1: well so the 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 whole hickey thing as i recall it was almost like um uh, we're in a relationship. It was just a badge. We're messing around. We're teenagers, exactly. yeah. or or like even like an ownership tag. Of <laughs> so, of oh, okay. sort. There was a percentage <laughs> you know? of that in there. There absolutely yeah. was. So apparently, this particular remedy involves a a whisk that you would use to you know whip eggs or whatever you're making some kind of batter. Was that- okay,
2: so this is similar to like ours was you, supposedly, you put ice on it and you brush it out with a comb.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So maybe similar to that. So this whisk, what you do is you take um, the top part of it and you hold it against the hickey and then you twist it. Okay. No, really? Yeah. yeah. For and about uh, three or four minutes. And according to the uh, a couple of medical experts, yeah, it works. What And, and the, the videos that they've shown of people doing it show before and after and all it's doing is breaking up that, that blood, because it essentially a hickey is like a, a mild contusion, right? It's like yeah, a bruise.
4: Yeah,
2: that's basically oh, see, it. See, the and, ice situation didn't work. It, we just That's what we were told. But so. the
1: comb might, so it, it kind of breaks up that blood. It doesn't make it disappear, but it spreads it out. Well,
2: do we want to try it? I have hickeys all over my shoulder.
1: You do, do you, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Can we do that? Because uh, I... I well, right. I would imagine. We yeah, need to get I mean, a whisk. We need a whisk. That's the thing we need. Right, uh, take off your take off your top. Yeah, first yeah. of all, <laughs> if you could just listen, we work together for Christ's
2: sake. I mean, how Come long on. have we known each other? Jesus
1: Christ, or we can't see a topless. <laughs> I mean, we could do it but we don't have a whisk, so uh. Well, listen, well, they
2: are going to be there tomorrow, so if you want, I'll bring a whisk in.
4: My wife, so uh, my wife has been doing the cupping and and loves it. And and also the cucking, which is great. Right. I just sit there and watch her make love to other people, but wow. but the the um uh they have the the severity of the the cupping um, hickeys, I guess, has diminished over time. So,
2: oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I have one that's like super dark, and I don't know what the reason is for it. The others are, you know, they're a little red, but the one got like purple. Yeah, I would now, imagine. I also
1: don't know how how well this works if after. it's been a while. Okay. You know, it may right. these may be for shortly after. I don't know. Wait it. a okay. second.
2: If it
4: if you were to take something of a similar design, like a like a, uh, sure. a, a, a like a, a plastic. Comb and turn it. It'd be, it'd be the same thing, would it yeah, not? It, I, I would think so. But
1: it's got to be. Do you want to try it? There's, well, what do we have though? How about I, mean, it? I have an exacto knife. Yeah. No, we you're can not try cutting
2: that out. out the bruise on my shoulder.
1: You have a spork. <laughs> I have a titanium. Yeah spork. that's gonna. That's yeah. pointy. Anything that's, come that's to mind, sharp, guys? So. Marissa. Has... Marissa's going like this. I don't know what she's that got. Means. A bandsaw. Hang on a second. What's up, Marissa? Don't you guys have that back scratcher? Uh ooh Yes, Marissa. Where is it? right here. What? It's got Kathy's face on it. This is the best. Oh, yeah, It's got little tines on it. I can scratch me. That could work. Right. Oh, I'm doing my neck right now, so. <laughs> do you want to do for? Wanna... Yeah, come over here, Kathy. Come here. Oh. Come here, baby. C- ew. Come here. Ah, come, here. come here. Come here, baby. <laughs> I didn't even realize I
2: said that.
4: <laughs> um. <laughs> did, you, did you hear the nanosecond to
1: ew? Ew. I know. <laughs> ew, ew, well, ew. I, okay, I, I can't remember where they are, so you're going to have to, like. sorry. I'm
5: going to have to lower my. Uh. Oh so,
0: yeah, it's kind of faded. Mm. It's just below the bra strap, Preston.
5: Kath, how long ago did you get them? There's
1: one there too. I think this is already faded. Yeah, it's very. Actually, Kathy, it's
4: very faded. Can you have someone, Nick? Would you suck on Kathy's back? <laughs> yeah, Kathy, come here.
5: Take your top off.
2: This isn't going to work.
5: Yeah, yeah come they, back when you have fresh ones. Yeah, tomorrow. Nick, oh, give man. give Kathy better, a hickey. Could me, you? Let me suck on your back for a little while. Yeah.
1: And then we'll try Jesus that. Jesus
5: Christ, we work together. Come on. Your friend.
2: I didn't say no. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> um, I think I went, was it last Thursday? Yeah, I went okay. on Thursday. Yeah, they oh. have
5: faded, consider. You showed and them to me on go-
2: Yeah. I, I go next week next Thursday so okay. when I have fresh uh cupping hickeys Quick I'll let question you know Steve somebody's
1: texting in and asking don't you have a doesn't Steve have a tactical whisk near <laughs> I do I do it yeah. all I make sorry I can make <laughs> military grade eggs. That's right yeah <laughs> sorry
4: what were you gonna say no no um the cupping thing um do you you feel it's because my wife says she, it's she gets results from it. So this she is the second
2: it. time that I yeah. had it done, and I mean, yeah, I I liked it, and I hopefully like long term. It, it athletes
4: helps. are doing it all the time. That's Rochelle what's... likes
1: them. No, she she likes that it it, it targets specific areas muscle. Yeah. Groups so like, she, do you do the cucking as well? Because I, I find that very relaxing. I, she does. She watches yeah, yeah. me. Oh, well, okay, with okay. Other women. I gotta oh, look into that. And guys. So, <laughs> I no, d- I, I'm
5: doing the other way.
2: I don't like saying it. They're like, oh, I had cupping done because some way some. I feel like there's something dirty in there. That she, you guys it are does. That yeah. With. Yep. <laughs> Probably. But I'll have the massage in addition. Like, so she'll massage that side that shoulder. Yeah. Um, those muscles, and then she'll put the cups on. While she massages the other side, like oh, almost yeah. as like an additional see what yeah, I mean? Cup, I can't even tell. It
11: feels so a story. Good. <laughs> okay. Why don't you cup it?
1: Yeah, uh, I I haven't uh,
2: I've I've had the cupping
1: done on my back as well and I haven't really noticed any gigantic improvement from that, but some people love yeah. it. Yeah. I almost bought one of those. It
3: looks like an industrial sized dildo or, or vibrator. How did that say, feel? <laughs> I didn't buy it because oh. when you you know what yeah, I'm talking it's like a hammer, it's yeah. a jackhammer. Yep. Like Those cool, are awesome. Okay, yes, we have but one. They're great. You bought a nice one that was probably like you know yeah five hundred dollars. Oh, yeah, they're this, expensive. This was at TJ Maxx and it was thirty bucks. I was like, uh, no. you get what you pay for, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, if, if you want to,
4: yeah, it, yeah, no, right. Are. It's, it's Case this this one is it, it, it is. I mean, it's yeah, it's it super. Work. Yeah.
2: I See, I like the uh, that little pillow I told you guys about. I like that better than these jackhammer things. I've used both of them. And- What's the
0: little pillow? I'm sorry.
2: Um, hold on. I'll, you grind um,
3: on it. You put it between your legs and ew, you grind No, it. no, now,
2: no. It's like. You think about boys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm. Then you run your fingers around
1: the edges of your cups. Wow. Uh,
2: no, it's just make like- that? Yes. Okay. It's just like a, a little, like almost like those old massage chairs, but it's just taking, it's like a smaller pillow. So it's not this big, huge thing it, in your
4: house. It looks, it's like, it looks like That's four it. vibrators on top of a saddle, Preston.
1: Yeah. It's got moving oh. knobs that are inside of it and they, they kind of need you, right?
2: Yeah. Yep. But not,
1: it, I mean, too. But,
2: but you're using your own body weight. So, you know what I'm saying? If you yeah. wanted a little right, more yeah. pressure. Because you're, you're
1: laying on it directly yeah. on it. That's so actually.
2: She, there's a pillow, but then there's also one. There's like a neck collar that goes around your neck that'll get like the top of your shoulders and your neck.
1: I bought Rochelle a. uh you like purchase a dog collar, please? It's <laughs> like a uh, it's like a seat that you can set on your couch, and it's yeah. it's the the back and yeah. seat, yep. and she loves that thing. I I bought it as like a throwaway birthday gift. Like, okay, this is at least I tried, you know, to get something. She be like, she loves it. I was quite surprised. I'll tell you the best one. Honestly, I'm not
3: good at getting gifts. I'm no, sorry. no, no, no. I just. Uh, Kathy kept saying pillows and I thought of this
9: clip. Your knockers. No, <laughs> you're not your knockers, your breasts. Your breasts are like
1: I've uh, met melons. But then he says pillows. Yeah. Yeah. He says, I want to fluff your pillows. Uh
4: the you're massage not. chair that I have, Kathy, to your point, actually leans God. you all the way on your back. So you're you're completely in that, you know, wow. uh, reclined position. So all of the your your, your weight is weight. on all the rollers. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly.
2: Yeah. And I had one of those things that, that you got uh Rochelle Preston and uh it's it is like it's just a little bit bigger, so I tried this because this is smaller. Yeah. It fit in a little basket. It looks
1: similar, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, cool. All right. Anyway, well, listen, when you come back with some fresh hickeys... I will. next yeah. next. We'll this. try
2: that
4: next out. Friday. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, I, I want to I try it because it apparently does... I actually could have used this years ago because I yeah. occasionally had a few telltale hickeys. Never did.
1: Well, listen, but since we're talking about uh, intimacy uh, with uh, your significant other, I, I wanted to... I, I saw this article... And I I wanted to discuss this a little bit. This was once again on TikTok. Here yes. we go. A woman asked last month on TikTok, uh, how long is sex supposed to last after getting into a debate with a group of younger women? And she was uh, uh, apparently the it, it took on like, you know, it went viral. and There's millions of views on it. Um, and she said, I was talking to these young girls here and they were like, if he ain't going for an hour. Oh, God. And then she wrote, an hour? Who is having sex for that long? Oh, God. Just for an hour? And she says straight, you know, intercourse? Uh, she said, no, ma'am. 15, 20 minutes tops. After that, get the F off of me, sir. And a cursory scroll through the tens of thousands of comments that the video amassed suggested that most women agree. Uh, to give an example, here's a couple of comments. One said, after 15 minutes, I'm making grocery lists.
4: I honestly, I mean, you, and you, when you were young, well, listen, Preston, years ago, in the height of, of dating or even, you know, at the beginning of any relationship, you, you're, you're trying to put on a show. Yeah. And, and after a while, you're like, <laughs> come on. I know. And, and, and you, you know, what happens is we're set with these unrealistic expectations due to, I'll say it. Pornography,
1: exactly. Yeah,
4: and and uh, honestly, no. After a while, it's just you're looking at a heart attack.
1: Yes. Uh, many of the commenters also posted a. Um, here's another one. That said uh, an hour. I'm 42. It would take me two weeks to recover from that mess. <laughs> yeah. uh, how? Many... And then she writes, "15 minutes, foreplay included." Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'm good for that. Eight minutes talking about it. Right. <laughs> right. And then, the, the course of course, the perfunctory three minutes crying over it. Uh, Many of the commenters also uh, posted a link between uh, duration and sexual performances. One woman put it, if it takes an hour for either of you to get what you came to get, there's a problem there. Uh, In 1948, by the way, sex researcher Alfred Kinsey infamously concluded three quarters of men finish after two minutes. But a 2008 paper published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine insisted the average sexual encounter lasts between three and seven minutes. That's so.
2: That's the good. That's a good amount of time. Three to seven.
1: Three to seven minutes is. It says the average yeah. sexual encounter is about. That. I think. So, I, honestly, yeah. I think
4: that's about the deal. I yeah. Mean, so, and I think after a while, you're right. Your mind starts. What's okay? I'm hungry. Yeah. You know, it's it's just it's too much, and then you but you have these unreal expectations of these all nighters and these things that that um, you get sore, you pull muscles, you need to cup afterwards because right. you're
3: injured. And let's not just get distracted from the task at hand. You're trying to make a baby, okay? It's <laughs> always about making a baby. It's
4: trying to make a baby. If you're not, then yes. you're sinning.
1: Yes. Hate to tell you, Casey's mom is listening. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> so let, let me ask you a question. When you were young and virile, yeah. and, and we're going for show, yeah, okay, uh, for on these occasions, and you're making videos and stuff, yeah, and yeah you're making videos yeah. and Regis' no, is what, video. What, t- what would you? Uh, this is
4: great. Thanks for the invitation. <laughs> I didn't even know you, and I got the call. It was such a surprise.
1: <laughs> the uh, The old adage of uh, thinking about baseball, sure, uh, to distract math yourself. Problems. No would, math problems yeah. for real. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Japanese mom? shogun films. No. Well, not for that me. That would work. Uh long division. It's a personal thing. Um that's what I use. Okay. I think Chuck taught me this when, yeah. or somebody did. When you're Chuck. pee when you're pee shy. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Uh, think about extremely oh, yeah, complex right.
5: math problems Really? Uh, and you will be able to pee. But it honestly, works for me. The baseball adage I would just I would I'd think too much about baseball. I'd be like <laughs> you'd be legitimately be like, huh? interested. Yeah.
3: Why did he at that Nick McGraw? <laughs>
5: <Babylon, laughs> He had him O two, right? Are you know what's, a- what's it going to be, boy? <laughs> the guy's pitching a one hitter into the eighth, and they bring in the closer.
4: Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let me see, A baby, baby, let me see, bodies.
5: But uh, yeah, the long division actually provided a, a distraction. <coughs> do, yeah. you,
4: do you remember? So I, I, you know, times with with my wife, you know, when we were dating, where you're just literally. You know you're sweating, and it's like going on and on, and, and it was wonderful. But I'm like, I, I hope I'm. Is this good? Am I doing okay? Oh, of course, yeah. And that's that's where actually a panel of judges in the room would really help. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, I had heard one person recommend, uh, and it was it was on a, uh, a a porn documentary that was done, and, and somebody said, think about your grandmother. Mm. but what if you banged your oh, grandmother Go mm-hmm. bad i know right God then it, then man, she's so long it long long. might actually go very quickly she's so open yet she's body's completely tight uh by the way so and she a, makes snickerdoodles another study had found that there were wild variations ranging from just 33 seconds to almost an hour about the average time which by the way so ladies i wouldn't mind here hearing from you Please. for for, for our men listening. What is a good amount of time? What is too much? What is too little? Two one five two six three WMMR. You know, I pressed. I'd him. like to know because the myth is for us is that you would like to go all night long, all
4: night, all long. all night for long. hours, devastated, and we,
1: to, and we want to do what we can. To you ever see the movie happen?
4: Life Force when the, the thing the alien would literally suck the thing, yes. the person into it into a, a, a wizened old lump of flesh? Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's. <laughs> Nice. That's what you want, you ladies. You can save men a number of early age heart attacks if you just give proper <laughs> parameters, because that's why that's why you have Preston. Do you know, like, in ED drugs and Viagra and all that stuff? Do you know the major consumers of that stuff? A tremendous amount of them are young men, who, young guys who trying are, to tr- live, trying up. to live up to yeah. that. You
1: know. So let me ask you, trying this, to Peter North, it ladies to to uh, uh, to tread lightly on this uh, with the, the, the verbiage here, yeah. but you can I use... would, uh, on a personal level, I would, there was, okay, so, All right. there was a uh, great quote, and I don't want to know what movie it was from, it was Alec Baldwin, and he said, uh, uh, he said, sex is like a Chinese Providence. meal, is that it? yeah. 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 It's not over till you both had your cookies. cookies right and yeah. so uh, I would always try to make sure that she got her cookie, cookie first before yes. we even began the main uh, before we dove into the uh, the low main or just in case you fall asleep on top of her uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, so, I- so is that for for women is that good enough?
2: Wait is what good enough? Get
1: you get your cookie first Dur- during uh, during uh foreplay yeah that you get to ecstasy. Before we go for the full compliment, before I'm trying to dance. Oh, us. Before really? we actually have yeah. sex, before yes. he shoots, <laughs> you <laughs> before he procreates. Yeah, before Pro-create. he makes us
2: Oh, uh, That's interesting. I, I mean, in other uh, words, so, so, in other words, before it's... why before <laughs> wouldn't why wouldn't they want to take part? Well, no, here's no, no, the deal. No, 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 no. I know what you're saying.
1: I, I would make sure that you achieve Bef- that before, before we even yeah, get I started. Don't,
2: no, I would not be into that.
1: Wow, really?
2: No.
4: Okay, you only. Okay, never mind. It has to be simultaneous.
2: <laughs> oh no, it doesn't have to be at the exact same time. But what if you have like a Swiss the watch the actual like act? No, because then I'm bored. Then I want to go.
5: <laughs> I got you.
4: Okay, so are you
1: almost
2: done? <laughs> is over.
1: You mean you're not up for more than one? I think I figured no. out how he screwed up that French toast. <clears throat> Marissa looks confused.
3: But then what? <laughs> what happens when uh, he makes the baby and you haven't uh, gotten there yet? No,
2: then that is no fun. Then I'm moving on to somebody else.
3: Oh <laughs> my god! Tag team. <laughs> me, so, Preston, I,
2: I think
4: I, 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 I am mean, in line with you. I'm in line with you, and I think we could we'd be great lovers. I, I think, think so. that
1: what you take care of her first take care of it's always been my just because i I think that's part of the deal
2: yes no that is absolutely the deal but but you're saying prior to even the actual act no at least not no at least not at least not for you you're talking
4: (laughs) about the main act for always leads Uh the uh in other words you want you do you you never (laughs) have apps before your main course
2: yeah of course or do you have
4: your salad after you eat the (laughs) mistake
2: Wait, you lo- you lost me. <laughs>
1: right. I mean, when do you play? toss the
2: salad? Oh, when salad. do you toss the salad? Yeah. Oh god, no. No thank
1: you. Uh here's the tax are coming in. Love having the cookie first. Uh, this is uh, then it's quick, warm, bam and we are going about our day.
4: There you- I like that thinking.
1: Uh, here, woman says. Here, uh, woman here. I like to go for hours, but I mean multiple rounds throughout the night, not hours straight. Oh, oh my God! Geez. No, thank you. What? What, nope. Girl here says, uh, "Cookies first, and three to seven minutes sounds good to me." There you go. That's it. I like thank her. you. Uh, if you have kids, ain't nobody got time for an hour of that. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
9: yeah, seriously
1: uh let's see all right let's go to some calls here and please with your language yes we have to dance around this a tiny bit all right let me go to, just reference chinese food let me go to emily hi emily good morning good morning guys hey what's up emily
8: oh nothing too much
1: all right so what, what's 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 the perfect uh, uh amount of time for you foreplay included
8: foreplay included yeah right, that, I, I still say 20 minutes
1: yeah Stop. 20 minutes okay oh, i like that right. i like you are you married
8: Yes, I
1: am. Okay, and, what are you doing later? Yes, yeah.
7: <laughs>
1: because listen, you'll still have ten minutes left in a half-hour show. And do you like to get your cookie? Do you like to get one cookie before uh, the meal? I can
8: take one cookie.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, see that to me, I think. Thanks, Emily. I also equate that with just the
4: the generosity. Like you, I want you to have your pleasure. It's not always
1: about me. Well, listen, let you, let know, you have it because this I is don't way have the, to work as <laughs> hard. Well, this is my mindset. Is like. I'm not sure how it's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. So. (laughs) I know how it's going to end. I know how it's going to end. I just don't know when it's (laughs) going to end. So, why don't we do this first and make sure you're happy? That's when your uh, that's when
4: your above the neck game gets really good when you're not sure how mm-hmm. your below the belt game is going to
5: go. It's yeah. funny because we know that we as men always have finish lines, right? And we're going to cross that finish line. We have no idea where the finish line for the woman is. Like it, it's yeah. constantly moving. Sometimes that finish line. Usually is right. with your best friend. <laughs> well, usually <laughs> and i yeah, but sometimes the finish line's right in front of you. Sometimes it's like a mile and a half away. Yeah. So you have to pace yourself, you know, differently, different times. That's why electrolytes are so important. Yeah, you're right. Gatorade. Absolutely. Yep. You got What's you the Pedialyte
3: hybrid. for?
5: Uh, I don't want to cramp
3: up. <laughs> I can't cramp up. Oh man, the cramp. Uh, oh, dude. I need Coach. That, that ends the whole Rock. night. Rock.
4: Yeah. You're thrusting too hard. Rock. Oh, the leg cramp. God. You're gonna oh, peak. Cramp. Uh, I can't feel. It. I can't feel, it.
1: I can't feel it. <laughs> my testicles. Mickey got my ball. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Come Mick. Come Mick. Uh, Let me go to Kim. Hi, Kim. Good morning.
8: Hi. How are you? Oh, my gosh. I'm excited. I never get through to you guys.
1: Welcome to the discussion, Kim. Okay, so what do you think?
8: (laughs) So you guys probably aren't going to like this, but so I'm 40, and the guy I'm with is 40, and our average time is probably about an hour. I mean,
4: God bless, uh, you know, but (laughs) do do you ever chafe?
8: (laughs) No, actually. Okay,
4: so are you talking forty minutes of of leading up to conversation, foreplay, the actual act, and maybe a, a repeat, or what? What uh, lay out the menu items in a uh, non graphic way?
8: Uh, it's it's usually kind of a, a combination of, of everything. Okay, the whole the whole hour, you know, maybe half
4: and half. Hey, now are Kim, you are you streaming this live as you are doing it? <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, Kim, how long have you guys been
1: together?
8: Uh, not that long.
4: Okay, how, how so,
1: so this still includes taking your clothes off one piece at a time and things like that, uh, I would imagine. Oh, well,
8: no, that usually happens pretty
1: quick. Okay, all right, because with the wife and I, it's like, you ready, ready, okay, no. clothes you guys off, have, go. That's why laundry
4: became, a, yeah. like, lingerie meant nothing at a certain point. It's like, no, so get naked. Money. let's get naked quickly. <laughs>
3: mm. Do you have
8: kids? No, no kids. Okay. No, yeah, makes
3: a yeah, difference. yeah, big time
1: difference. Yep. Um, all right, all right good, so, good for you, man. So, so forty minutes with everything included. How about the the cookie thing? You like a cookie before the uh, the meal? And then one during?
8: I, I, I mean, yeah,
1: who, who does not Okay. Okay. Kathy doesn't. Do you have right, a microwave you, your
4: cookies? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I
1: do, yeah. Because I do, because the toll house really yeah. I like that. Brings uh, right back to life. Let me go to Katie. <laughs> Hi, Katie. Good morning. Hey bitches. Hey, hey what? what? What's up, Katie? Hey, long time listener oh awesome yeah love well, that bad. all right so what's your take on all this how long how long should the session last
8: um so me being um a i want to say like difficult woman i take a little bit longer okay um but i still say like 15 20 minutes tops like and that can, that's that's <laughs> like including, that but like, that's including like the cookie and everything like <laughs> I'll give you like ten, like maybe five, ten minutes on that, and then like let me get on top and do my business
4: and be done. <laughs> See, no, my You're, that that I understand that, what are you I doing later, Katie? <laughs> yeah, she likes <laughs> to take charge. You, in fact, as a guy with
1: rigor mortis would serve your, at a certain point. I but remember this, that scene when uh, in um, uh, in uh, Bernie. Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, in what? uh bernie we're the, gonna the, burn? D- the of bernie uh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, yeah.
3: well Thank you Katie. remember
1: in in the world
4: according to garp his garp is born because his mother
1: yeah the guy was in a coma
5: within it but he had a he had a yeah, yeah. he was, he was oh, excited yeah. the whole time oh, yeah. and she
1: just jumped on top that
5: happens in clerks too
1: uh did it yeah that, yeah
5: yeah she goes back into the bathroom that's and thinks she's right. banging
1: dante that's right uh, okay, let me go. I'm just going down the line here. I'm going go to. What happened in Bolt as I'm well. I'm going to Monique with the animated movie. Hi, uh, Monique. You're on the air.
8: Hi. Hey, guys.
1: Hey, what's up, I'm Monique?
8: It's so funny that you guys are talking about this today because me and my fiance were literally having this conversation last night.
1: Oh. Uh, and what did you guys learn?
8: <laughs> well, because he was going way too long and I was like over wow. it. And I was like, you know, let's go. Um, because... Oh,
9: I'm prefer, sure that helped. I prefer to be shorter. I cannot take, you know,
8: 45 minutes, even half hour, I think, is a little too long. Monique, right.
4: thank you for the honesty, because I think at a certain point, I think, and you can see, I bet you your fiancé, and congratulations, by the way, uh, is is just trying to do what he thinks is the deal, and I think a lot of guys go, I guess... I guess I have to do. You know, when you hear things like years ago when Sting said he was doing tantric ses, sex sessions for six hours, it's like, oh man! I, but what you're here to say? As long as you know you, you you do it, you're committed, you show love. Ten minutes is enough.
8: Yeah, as long as we both get our pleasure,
5: <laughs> then we can just get on with it. <laughs> Monique, <laughs> I, how did he? I, that is the best phrase he, in God. sex. Get on with it, Monique. How did he respond to to that uh, from you last night?
8: Um. He wanted me to just like be on board with him and be, okay. Let's let's uh get a little, get a little I guess more uh, specific. He did me first yeah.
2: and then and then I was you know and, careful and, and yeah,
4: okay. Was, so, so uh, I, I understand. Gotcha. So, you're saying See, you, the,
2: you, we're on the same board, her, she, same boat, her and I,
4: okay. Well, then, then you're right on my board, yeah. Then <laughs> I think that's fine. So, so he wanted to. I, going, that makes it? sense, Monique.
9: Yeah.
4: Yeah. And so, but you don't, it doesn't, you don't always have to, um, it doesn't always have to end with simultaneous stuff as fireworks go off outside the balcony, <laughs> right. you know.
8: And, and also forget about it if the guy is drinking. Just forget
1: about
4: it. Mm. I will not sleep with a man who's been drinking. We yeah, call, no, we, I don't want to take advantage no, of him we, like that.
1: We call that guy Randy. Um, <laughs> oh, Randy's back again. <laughs> oh,
4: really? Oh, is yeah. that your guy? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, My buddy and his wife is like, oh, no, not you again. Randy's here.
5: <laughs> Sorry. Uh, all
1: right. Thank you, Monique. I appreciate cool. it. I want to go to some other callers. Uh, I'm going to go to, all right, Stephanie's got something to say. Hi, Stephanie. Hey.
7: How you doing? Me love you long time.
1: Oh, <laughs> all right.
4: How long?
7: Uh, all night long. You know.
4: You make him extra sloppy for
7: him. Uh, multiple times.
9: <laughs> 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 yes. 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 <laughs> well, I made him extra- <laughs> a You gotta
7: keep the lubricator <libertator>, man naturally. <laughs> okay. You know? I mean, you gotta have somebody who can hang. I'd rather have great sex every once in a while. Then mediocre sex. It's
3: like going through a drive thru or going out to dinner. Mediocre, love it.
4: <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. So, how, so how long a session can you be up for, Stephanie, when you go for a great session?
7: Uh, it doesn't need to be refreshing. It just got you change it around, change okay. it up. Okay. Flip it. I'm telling you. Flip it. <laughs> it's like you're smack making it it a Flip it. Yeah, rub it yeah. Down. Oh no. Yeah. Spread Whoa. the cheeks. Smack it around.
5: <laughs> Stephanie, do you have a, a bag it up? Flip it. Rub it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you have a man in your life, Stephanie?
7: Uh, no, I'm not. Just one in particular.
5: Okay.
1: (laughs) 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 I like Stephanie. Oh, Stephanie. Wow. That laugh is
4: genius. You're awesome, Stephanie.
7: No, I really am. Really,
1: they call me crazy bitch. You know why? <laughs> why? Because she you killed. She you killed a <laughs> <Really. laughs> Yeah. I to Hollywood a lot. All right. Um. Wait, <laughs> hey, Stephanie. What? What? Uh, where are you from, by the way?
7: Um. Norwood. Now everyone knows.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, we're gonna play some <laughs> part. <laughs> well, there's a guy on the phone for you,
4: Stephanie.
7: <laughs> <laughs> What's that? You take a message. <laughs>
4: Here he is. He She'll wants. He wants to talk to you. Yeah, I see
7: if I can <laughs> him in.
1: You know. <laughs> oh my God! All right, Stephanie. By the way, when's the last time you uh you slept with somebody? Uh, probably
7: too long ago. Cause I probably Kill the next one.
1: <laughs>
5: yeah. yeah. Nick wants to no, not you know. Not probably. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Katie, I'm in. Monique, sure. <laughs> Stephanie, huh? <huh-huh. laughs> All right, Stephanie, thank you. <laughs> I probably killed him. Because I shot him. Oh
9: my God.
1: Wow.
5: <laughs> we gotta have another mixer and invite Stephanie. Woo!
1: We are overdue. <laughs> yeah. I think people are pent up, absolutely. Uh let me go to Barbara next. Hey, Barbara. Hey
8: guys, what's
1: up? Hey, Barbara. Just talking about uh how long and cookies and all that stuff. What do you what what's your take on all this?
8: Well, I like to have two or three cookies before the main meal and then another one during my meal.
4: Ah,
1: so let me ask you, can
4: cookies sometimes be enough without the main meal?
2: Oh, absolutely.
4: Okay, I I tend to agree with that. The main
2: meal is just an encore. It's It's like having
4: breakfast for dinner, right?
2: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) See, I think that's the difference. I think that's what Preston's talking about. You can
4: have cookies. Cookies cookies without the main course can be uh, just fine, right? She,
2: right, but, but what yes, I'm saying did. is, is what I think the difference is having multiple, having more than multiple one cookies. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: that's the the hopefully the yeah. goal. that's why I, I, the, the first one is an insurance policy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you like Allstate, sure you, you get that done. Oh, this what is, is it about good sex
6: that makes me have to crap? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Stephanie, is a younger. Age.
5: That's <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie fifty years ago. You really jarred something loose there, Tiger. <laughs>
1: okay. uh, all right, well, I knock you. <laughs> Anyhow, there were there were I didn't even get to the uh the the, the meat of this particular Sorry, we, oh, we got to the meat, uh, yes, Stephanie. article, but uh but hang on, no, there was there was something that uh, that I mentioned exactly what Steve was saying earlier. Uh the research it says um there may be some um unnecessary uh uh expectations from guys because yeah. of adult films pornography yeah uh, okay. research suggests that at least a quarter of young men uh aged 18 to 24 rely on porn as a form of sex education yeah and uh given its emphasis on on uh, enduring and and uh, and marathon sex sessions it's plausible that a man might feel that he's come up short if he hasn't passed the 10 minute mark so that's kind of. Uh, do you where think we get idea? Oh,
4: owing to what we learned from the, like the Queen's Gambit, do you think there should be one of those move uh, clocks? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Right, right. Your turn. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Beaches. All right. Well, thank you for your input.
5: We do appreciate it. Uh, no, this is. Uh, what does it say? Nick? Well, I just it was. If we were going to continue the conversation, it's an important point for some women. They they don't get their cookies during the main meal. They have to have. Side meals and side dishes and whatever. physiologically yeah. some yeah. people can't
1: obtain their cookie right. <laughs> uh through certain means. Yeah, and so, right. they have to they have to try different ways. They so. like their presert. That's yeah. right. Uh, oh, and Marissa brought in a little song here for oh, us, yeah. by the way. So just to go along with it. C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. Oh, cookie, cookie, cookie starts with C. And there you go. Something else starts with C. Is uh, yes, it does. We're going to take a break. Two things, actually. We're yeah, going to take a break, and we'll come back in a moment, and we will get to the bizarre file. So make sure that you stay put.
12: To WMMR.com now and experience the best of Preston and Steve's cardboard classic. People falling on top of each other.
4: Complete pandemonium.
12: see the most amazing creative designs to come down the hill or not over the years including Preston's top 10 semi nude sleds Nick's five sleds so big I can't believe they made it down the hill and much more plus you can vote for the best new fan creations for the 2021 Cardboard Classic Home Edition starting today oh, 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 oh. It's disintegrated. Oh. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic A Look Back sponsored by Acme Corps. Box. From concept to delivery, our innovations are your packaging solutions. It's got smoke coming out the back of it. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.
1: I want to thank everyone for all of the, apparently, the Good Morning It coffee mugs have arrived. Oh, is that right? They have started to, uh, yes, to be shipped and people are arriving. And yesterday, uh, I got uh, tagged on a whole bunch <laughs> of photos of people. Taking pictures of their Good Morning It coffee mug. So if you want to share that, we would love to see that. And uh, Marissa actually found this video of someone who gave us some coffee porn. <laughs> where they're actually porn. slowly pouring their creamer into the mug. And uh, it looks beautiful. So thank you for all those who bought them. And uh, tip a cup with us this morning. Uh, and share those pictures. We'd love to see them. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to do the B5. No.
0: W-M-M-R presents Kristen and Steve's Design
1: File. File! Brought to you this morning by Zippy's Bikes in Wildwood. Whoa! Where Casey and I both buy our bike stuff. Uh, Zippy's has hundreds of bikes in stock right now. Shop in person or online at zippysbikes.com. And pick up your fully assembled bike the next time you hit the shore. Promo code Casey to get bonus Zippy's Bucks as well. Zippy's Bucks? A passenger plane was forced to return to an airport in the Sudanese capital of Khartoum, I think is how you say the name. Khartoum. 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 Khartoum mm-hmm. After an angry and aggressive cat, which had <laughs> somehow gotten into the cockpit, started to attack the pilot shortly after takeoff. <laughs> Wednesday's flight was uh, proceeding in a uh, totally routine manner until a most likely unwelcome passenger caused the midair emergency. The plane was... The plane was in the air for roughly half an hour when an unregistered passenger was spotted in the pilot's cabin, and it was a cat. The feline clearly wasn't a big fan of flying as it acted aggressively and started to attack the crew. Jesus. Apparently, after all attempts to restrain the furry hijacker failed, the pilot made a decision to turn the plane around and return to the Sudanese capital. Information revealed that the aircraft had spent a night stationed at a hangar in the Khartoum airport ahead of the flight. This suggested the cat likely sneaked aboard during the cleaning or an engine review. Uh, Who's a pretty kitty? And <laughs> it hit in- pretty kitty? hit inside the cabin and fell asleep. Yeah, cat gets
4: uh, worked up. It's hard to talk it down.
1: As babbling as the incident may sound, it's not the only one of its kind. In 2004, a Belgian airline with 62 people on board was forced to return to Brussels after one well-traveled feline called Gin went berserk in the cockpit. Following an unexplained escape from a travel bag, uh, the cat sneaked into the pilot's cabin where a meal was being served to the crew and then became very aggressive and scratched the co-pilot, leading to an unexpected landing. Fly this plane to Havana. The very same year, a seemingly unrelated cat attack took a place on board the National Bangladesh Air Carrier. A pilot was reportedly offered first aid after being pounced on by a stray cat en route to Dhaka. Jeez. But the crew decided to complete the flight regardless. The attacker then bizarrely managed to evade security and initially escaped only to be caught in the airport hours later. And in 2013, a Saudi cargo flight... Uh, was canceled at the last moment after the pilot scared a furry stowaway by staring uh, by starting the engine and paid for it with a few uh, scratch injuries as well. That cat was never found. So it has happened many times in aircraft. Before. I think at least a couple
4: of times you probably had his passengers taking their cats out of the bag or opening up the, cat the bag to, to pet them, and they get out and freak.
1: Yeah. Uh, I love this story. A dad is doing his best to help his baby gain the freshman 15. After doctors told Rudy Willingham that his 8-month-old daughter should take in more calories ahead of her next hospital weigh-in, he came up with a creative solution. Since beer bongs helped undergrads gain weight, he figured, maybe that would work for my baby, too. He said, gained a ton of weight this way in college, so I figured I could do the same for her. He captioned an now viral TikTok video of him feeding uh, Lily... Her formula through a beer bong. No. Uh, Willingham didn't let his daughter drink from just any bong. He personally put hers together, attaching a bottle nipple to the end of the smallest beer bong that he could find on Amazon. He said, I was pretty lucky because it was a perfect fit with the end of the bong, almost like they were always meant to be together. Lily's bong is strictly reserved for formula. He said, (laughs) got to keep things sanitary for my little gal. Uh, It's a hilarious. It is pretty funny. Baby doing a bong, a beer bong. Um, he's so pleased with the outcome, though, uh, that he's considering constructing another bong this time for himself. He said, I am uh, thinking about getting a water bong so I can stay properly hydrated. Uh, friends have also been asking if he can make beer bongs for drinks besides beer for them, too. I hadn't heard the term beer bong in ages till yeah. I read that story. I wonder well, if it. you can do a strained peas bong. Maybe. Uh, the owner of a stolen truck. Jumped into the back of the vehicle and rode with the perpetrators for about 10 miles before they were apprehended when they tried to steal another car. The owner of the truck had left it running to warm it up when a man and woman jumped in and stole it. The owner watched it happen and proceeded to jump into the back of the vehicle. What happened next was a pursuit through Arapahoe County. Uh, though due to nearly a foot of snow in spots, speeds never exceeded 30 miles an hour. So he jumped into the back or off the back of the truck? Into the back of okay. the truck, into the the bed. Uh, the pursuit ended uh, 10 driving miles away from where the car was stolen at a Seven Eleven. 11 The victim had jumped out of the truck, and the man and woman tried to steal another car, but were unsuccessful. They were arrested and taken into custody on suspicion of auto theft and kidnapping. The identities of these suspects were not immediately available. Wow, a man was hospitalized after the vehicle he was in driving, or that he was driving, uh, plunged off a Colorado mountain pass Thursday morning. <laughs> uh, Dak Klein, a Colorado Department of Transportation driver, came across a debris field oh and heard the man crying out for help oh. in what had been uh, uh, what had to have been a grueling and terrifying event. The CDOT driver spotted the man's vehicle in a river hundreds of feet below the road. Oh, man. The passenger spent hours yelling for help before being spotted. A technical uh, rescue was carried out with the help from a volunteer fire department, mountain rescue team, police department, and sheriff's office. Uh, The driver was transported via care flight to a hospital. His condition has not been released. Yeah, that must have been terrifying. Uh, police on Long Island are investigating the death of a New York cemetery employee who was buried alive inside oh, of a grave. My God. Oh.
6: On Thursday, that Rodwin
1: chill. Alcock was working at the bottom of a seven-foot deep grade at Washington Memorial Park when the grave collapsed. His coworkers were unable to rescue him, and he was pronounced dead at the scene by a physician. Terrible. The police and OSHA. Have been notified, and they are trying to find out exactly so, what happened.
4: Okay, when they when they when they dig out a a plot like that, they use that. There's like a, a crane device, like a backhoe. Yeah, and so, um, but I, I always thought they tried to keep people out of those for this
1: very fear that this yeah, would collapse. I don't know why he was in it. One last story: a crack den was which was so busy. That a line for waiting customers had to be split in two has been shut down. This is really my favorite crack den. Up to 15 people were lining up outside the terraced house. The property has now been boarded up by a court order uh, that that was obtained. Cleveland police logged 19 occasions when crack cocaine was suspected to have been dealt at the house. And when police raided the property, the same month they found bags of drug prepared for sale and uh, the tenant was arrested and at its height, according to a police officer, he said, "I saw this property have to organize a second line from wow. the alley gate as they had too many customers trying to get it." So good
4: news, though—they've been able to open outside crack smoking at twenty percent. Oh, nice, good. yeah,
1: nice. And maybe they'll franchise that out. And there you go—that's what we have in the bizarre file for you at this point. Tattoos day—you want to win a President Steve tattoo from our friends at Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Text word TATTOO to 39333. We'll see if you win a little bit later on. Don't forget, they are at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. We'll be back in just a moment. Like what you
11: hear?
6: You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long-stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at ihateStevensinger.com.
4: Did you know you can earn rewards just by shopping at Acme? Download the Acme mobile app and redeem your reward points for discounts on gas at participating ExxonMobil stations or for free groceries. Plus, Get personalized deals and digital coupons that are just for you. Download the Acme app or visit acmemarkets.com to sign up and save. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors, and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston
1: & Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston & Steve Show podcast. Hey, I'm going to do a shout-out, and this is me, us, the show, sending a shout-out to this person. I got this email from Donna. She sent it to all of us. It says, hey, uh, this was from last week, too. She said, good morning, it. I wanted to share some amazing news. It has been three years since my first thyroid surgery. I ended up having three surgeries to remove the cancer. A few weeks ago, I was given the all-clear. Uh, there will be medication and blood tests, but everything is fine. But the best news happened last week. After five years, I am in complete remission from ovarian cancer. Yeah, Donna. And I won't need to follow up with my gynecologist, oncologist, anymore, and no more CA-125 blood tests. Just annual visits to my gynecologist. She says, I am officially a two-cancer survivor. Wow. She is. Rock on. Yeah. And she said, thank you all for your support. It has meant the world to me. Listening to the podcast every day has helped more than you can know. So that is from Donna Marie Rosato. So if you know Donna and you haven't heard the news, make sure you uh, call and give her your uh, thumbs up and congratulations to her. For years of knowing Donna Preston, and we all have, we,
4: she's always been fighting something or, or another, and this is fantastic news. So we're
1: giving a shout to let's Donna. Let's let's here you big, go. Oh, 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 the big yeah. one. Sure.
3: Okay. Uh, here we go. Yeah.
1: By the way, are we ever going to do the, the James Brown fart again? I'm sitting here on it. Shart? Let's uh, do fart? it. I want to hear that Let's one. bring Is it back. I, I, forgotten I how put it in
3: here?
1: I forgot how it goes. Now. I thought,
3: uh... the whole song. Yeah, okay. that's the whole song. I uh, I thought maybe I put it in the system, but I didn't. I have it over here in this other system.
1: Uh, by the way, uh, it's a good thing that we mentioned this uh, about Donna because the shard out uh, is from is courtesy of our friends at U.S. Digestive Health Colonoscopy. It beats cancer. You can schedule your screening with Pennsylvania's most experienced GI network at usdigestivehealth.com. So All right, Preston,
3: are. do you want the uh, I feel good fart or the I got that feeling or I got the feeling fart?
1: I think you gotta try both of them because I yeah. don't remember how they went. Okay, so go for it.
9: <laughs>
4: yeah, I like that one. I like That's a good that. one. Then, one more time.
1: Oh,
9: that yeah. One. Here we
1: go. And then it goes on for a little bit. And then what was the other one? This one. All right.
9: I feel good. <laughs>
7: I
1: knew that I wouldn't. Oh, and it, yeah, it's got a it's yeah. got an end to it. Okay. I feel good. I
9: knew that I wouldn't. <laughs> here we go. So good! So good.
1: I got you. Ah! Alright, there you go. And that's for Donna. <laughs> it's beautiful. Thank you, Donna. It was beautiful, wasn't it? Yeah. Hey, uh, I saw this interesting article and I think I got this off of BuzzFeed, but it was a uh people who have gotten together and share their secrets and stories from when they worked at uh, Disney parks okay both Disney um, World and Disneyland uh Disney World Disneyland uh Euro Disney well i guess the other the other Orlando uh, uh parks that are there too which huh. are, Epcot. are the other parks Epcot yep yeah uh, Animal Kingdom
3: we, yep. i mean we have a friend that works uh
1: in the Disney We park. do it's yeah. uh, Asplund. Right. uh Reese s yep
3: yep
1: Uh, All right. So anyhow, uh, so yes, these are some of the secrets. Do we want to ask him for secrets or? Uh, No, let's go with these secrets. If he wants to add, if he happens to be listening, he he might be be dressed
4: as Mickey Mouse right now.
1: So I thought this was interesting. Uh, This person said, I worked as a custodian at Epcot in 2007, and we had to use code words over our radios for certain types of cleanups so that we wouldn't gross out any guests who might overhear. Uh, and he only gives one example, which was if someone threw up yeah. in the park, we called that a protein spill. A protein oh. spill. Oh. So that's oh, wow. how they would say it over over the, the radio. <laughs> someone case.
4: threw up. I mean, protein spill.
3: Yeah, exactly. My son had a major protein, two protein spills, one uh, outside the Crystal Palace. That was called Crystal Palace, where it's a a character dinner. And so uh, we were waiting outside for our seats for Winnie the Pooh and Piglet and Eeyore and Tigger. And he yacked all over that. And then so we thought, oh, well, maybe he just had a little too much sugar today. So we continued on into the restaurant. And then he threw up in the restaurant, in the restaurant next to the table. And then we were like, okay, no, he's got a stomach bug. We got to go. And then he yacked on the monorail. Uh, I know, I know. I felt terrible for. It. And then, were,
1: were you guys heading back home on the monorail? We were
3: heading back okay. home on the monorail. But then, did he uh, puke on a dwarf? Every single person that we were staying with got sick.
1: Like, uh, oh, so oh, it yeah. went through the whole. It, it
3: went through the entire, except for me. I didn't. I was man. I that would one. suck.
1: That uh-huh. does suck, especially when you're spending all that money. It's at very it's uh-huh. so oh, geez, expensive. It's so
3: crazy
4: expensive, especially with kids, and if you're doing any sort of you know, kind of special added thing, like those those meals where the characters come out and all that yeah. stuff. You want to make it as special
1: as possible. Uh, so here's another one, another secret from somebody who worked there, and I thought this was kind of wild. They pump bread-flavored air out of hollow rocks on the food-adjacent roads to encourage eating. Of course no. they do. Oh, it's of not, course they said do. It's not the baking that smells that good. It's actual uh, rocks. Synthesized. Yeah sense that they blow out there for people to uh to get in the mood like they do with the
2: cologne in the different stores in the mall that's Mm -hmm. a game
4: as old as like you that's why the restaurants will pump out the bakeries will pump out that smell Entman's bakery in brent woodlong i don't even know if it's still there but Mm. they they, that was part of the deal we knew that they had exhaust fans that pumped it out into the town so you go buy your brains out
1: so one thing I I never really dug about Disney I didn't th- I don't think the food's very good there you don't think so well did time- you have like it's awesome dessert there yeah but that was that was at Epcot right. and that was in a special part but I mean the the standard all right all right everybody it's time to go eat let's yeah. go sit down and go to a, a restaurant yeah, you walk in and it's all fried food or it's kind of slapped together it's the one thing they need to work nothing on nothing there in my is regard. like excellent no it's all well, just food-wise.
2: okay it'll get you by yeah
1: yeah
3: yeah yeah there was another time I ate at the Crystal Palace I ate breakfast there and. It was the best grits I ever had. And I did mean, you it was know? uh I am letting you know. Yes. Yeah. Goofy. Could you come here? <laughs> mm. I don't think Goofy was cooking uh. the grits. I think it was somebody else. But um, it was, um, you know, like a buffet style, which I was surprised. I do. So when yeah. I did Universal, right, in fact, the February right before last February, before all,
4: all hell broke loose. Yeah.
1: Universal has slightly better food. The yeah. food was
4: good. Yeah. And and so if you, if you do like the, um, you know, the, the VIP thing where you, you pay a little bit extra, but you get the,
3: you get a lot of cut the line stuff. Yeah. Um, they, they have the, these buffets that are actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. My brother had, he raved about these wings at the, it was at the ESPN zone and he raved about them for years and years and years. And then finally we went there a couple of years ago and we sat down, and I was just—I oh, couldn't wait to have these wings that he kept talking about. They had just changed the recipe, and oh,
1: they and was your brother with you? Yeah, and he was so he was, upset and he was as like, well. "This isn't, this I, isn't what they." Okay. So sorry, he no. you know,
3: he felt bad because we she had lied. it was all day long. Yeah. We had waited to get these things, and and they weren't even like wings will always disappoint. You. They were terrible, I thought.
1: Yeah. All right, here's another. Uh, a uh, bit of information from someone who's worked in the Disney world before. It said, um, my brother dressed up as Tigger, Goofy, et cetera, in the early 90s. He said it was as hot as you can imagine, and e- people even would throw up in the costumes. I have no, no doubt. He said, I had an accident while dressed up as uh, Little John in a parade. There was a new float uh, driver who swerved too close to him. While crossing over a bridge, the float knocked him down and ran over his feet. His costume, his work boots inside the costume saved his feet, but he still needed extensive physical therapy, which Disney paid for. On top of all that, he had been chosen to play Prince Charming in Tokyo, but he couldn't go due to his accident. But he doesn't hold any ill will towards Disney. But cast members, especially characters, are definitely prone to injury. Don't uh, they always have somebody who's uh, with them?
4: A and, oh, yeah. They have yeah. to. Always. Yeah. So, uh, and then it uh, was my understanding, at least some of the costumes had some sort of air conditioning system. Something. I don't know. A friend
2: of mine was a character. I don't know who she was. but uh, stroke. She, yeah, no. She said, like, in the height of the summer, yeah. it was... Terrible, like yeah. they would just drip, sweat, and like there's nothing you can do about <laughs> it. We're,
1: we're talking, we're talking Florida, man. Yeah. It yeah. gets yeah. impressively hot there and humid. Holy
3: uh, so we have uh, somebody who works in our marketing department. Her name is uh, Marissa Walsh, and apparently she worked at Disney. Ah. And so she said she has some, some all right, yes, secrets to share. She's just outside the studio. Do we want to bring her in? Yeah, okay, right. yes, yeah, yeah. Marissa uh, wrote me a note here. Hey, hey, Marissa.
1: All right, let me go through another one while we're uh, waiting for uh, Marissa. And this one says, I was working in the kitchen at a restaurant inside Cinderella's Castle when a family of four came in for dinner. About halfway through a dinner, uh, the husband politely stood up, tapped his glass for attention, and he announced that his wife of 15 years had been cheating on him for over a year. <laughs> oh, Jesus. The entire place stood still in shock, and he motioned for his kids, paid the waitress, and left the wife crying at the table.
2: The poor kids. I know. You want a tissue?
1: I, I was talking about the, the, the food at the actual parks, but we, we stayed at, um, we didn't stay, but we were, well, yeah, actually, we did stay on property of one of the uh, resorts there, uh, and that restaurant was fantastic. What was it? It was it was the Wilderness uh, Resort, uh, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Fort Wilderness, or? Yeah, I don't know if it was Fort Wilderness, but it was so much fun. So. Like, the servers did great stuff to keep you entertained. It was huh. a blast. Oh. I remember- They throw stuff at you, right? They throw stuff at you. We went, I I went. Was uh, the food good? I went to the table next uh, to us to get uh, sugar and creamer and took it. And the the server goes, I saw you do that. And he came back over with what essentially were um, jail bars, yeah, yeah, yeah. and put them in front of me and said I was in jail and I took that. all the creamer and sugar away. Um, it was awesome. That is pretty cool. How was the food though? It was great. Oh, okay, yeah, it was very, it, it was that, well done. But in the park, I enjoyed the show, but if the so food good. sucks, right? And so I
3: think at the same place press there's a dee to review, which I loved that you've and talked about. That, that is for a years. song and dance like revival like dinner as well so but it's like fried chicken ribs cornbread like it was and and there's a show that also goes on
1: at at the same time Love that. so marissa's in her studio Uh, hi marissa when were you working at uh, disney
10: so i interned there when i was at st joe's um as a food marketing major i worked in food and beverage so i love all this talk about food and beverage and that was in uh spring of 2015 i worked at the yacht and beach club
1: at the yacht and beach club yes okay is that where that kid got killed by an alligator? No, no. that God.
10: happened right after at um, Grand Prairie. And, and my my roommate was a lifeguard there, so oh, we're happy ye. she missed that. Yeah.
1: God. Wow. Jesus, that was a horrible story. All right, yeah. so so you weren't in the you weren't in the park working then.
10: I wasn't in the park working, but things are very similar. And okay. I also had roommates that were you know they worked in the park, whether it was Magic Kingdom or some were character performers. Okay. And there's different rules with Disney about what you're supposed to share, but I will share some things. If there's kids <laughs> listening, I would probably get them somewhere else. But two of my roommates were character performers. One worked at Crystal Palace, which Casey mentioned, um, hanging out with Eeyore. That's how they refer to it.
9: Right.
10: Um, and a guest very kindly pulled Eeyore's tail very strongly. Um, and the guests had to be escorted out of the park and can no longer return to disney so
4: when when somebody does like any a, a single act of like yanking on a costume or something like that, they can be the the standard Bad. response is banned for life,
10: yep, and like poking into right. a mouth or eyes, things like that, if the character performer feels like they're at risk, they actually have a sign to cover one eye, <laughs> and that like gives their um assistant the Wherewithal to think, okay, this person doesn't feel comfortable. I need to get them out. You know, Mickey needs to go see Minnie or feed Pluto, kind of thing. Oh, wow. so
4: those are the stuff they say that like you
5: can't have Minnie go throw this bum out. <laughs> 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 this out of here! Wow, I can't imagine that this doesn't happen on a daily basis. It would seem to me like the the especially the people dressed in costume would get harassed constantly.
10: Yeah, it's actually a lot to do with um. Some international guests, specifically from Brazil, they feel like the characters, they can kind of do whatever. and They're they supposed to be more
4: of an interaction they they perceive? Yeah, yeah, and they
10: just don't think about that there is a person, and so they'll do whatever and think it's okay. They'll make very rude gestures, inappropriate comments, mm. things like Oof.
1: that. I had a girlfriend who did the internship program um, at Disney, and one of the things that they had her do, and I, I, I don't know if they still do it now, but she was what they called an autograph hound. So when they would have like B-level or C-level celebrities that were at the park for whatever reason – they would be in a certain area. They knew they were going to be at this area in a certain time. And her job with a couple of other people was to run up and go, oh, my God, it's so-and-so.
10: Can I have your autograph? To make a big deal. so other cause people...
1: a stir so <laughs> other people would come over. I have you what? heard of that
10: before? I haven't heard of that. I've heard of the opposite. Like, there's a lot of secrets that go on with celebrities. And when they visit, I remember... Oh, my
4: God, it's not John Stamos. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
10: <laughs> yeah. He goes very frequently. <laughs> um, I remember when I was there, Luke Bryan was there. And Big Thunder Mountain was magically closed. And okay, um, we were thinking, what's going on? Everything seems okay. It's running. It was because Luke Bryan had hours to go on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Oh wow! Yeah.
4: So so the but you never heard of what Preston was saying, and I don't doubt that's the case. Where those sort of goose because it's it also is good yeah. for the sh- the sort of impression that you get when you go. I was at the park the other day. Oh, totally. And the uh, and so you know the yeah yeah and Bert Convey's cousin. Yeah, no just, way talk show game show host, Bert Convy's cousin wow. was there. Kevin Convy? Kevin Convy. Wow.
3: Hey, I got a question about whether or not park employees are equipped with like a stack of fast passes to give away to people when they are caught doing something good because uh, my there was a display that got knocked over in Hollywood Studios and my daughter sprung up and started cleaning up. She didn't even knock it over and somebody saw her do that and ended up giving the entire family fast passes. So.
10: Yes, it's Definitely doable. Unfortunately, most of them are used for negative situations and people are used to that. So they they uh, reward bad
9: behavior.
3: Take
10: advantage of it. But um, we do have these tickets where we can basically give somebody a free merchandise item. Like, let's say they had something spilled on them. They can get free shorts or let's just say we want to make their day. They get, you know, four free Mickey bars. Um, There's definitely different things to do there. Whether it's fast passes all or not. All right,
1: runs. so here's an example. My my friend Will was with his family, and I forgot I, I don't know what restaurant they were in, but it had a big uh, aquarium next to it where like divers could get into it. Ooh, That's and everything. Coral reef. Okay, so so the diver swims over and he picks up a starfish and holds it up to his chest like he's a sheriff. Yeah, yeah. And holds his finger out like he's a gun and shoots at at Will and Will played dead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got me, sheriff. Yeah. And all this stuff. They came over and comped their meal. Whoa!
2: What, because he did because
1: that? Because he was having fun with it. <laughs> That's I cool. love that. And it just adds to this jovial atmosphere overall. So
5: if That's you're there,
1: cool. be happy. Yeah, and yeah. And you
5: might get some free you stuff. Don't go, stop it. Marissa, I know you have to be careful with what you say, but did like overall, did you like working there? Was it uh, taxing? What was it like? Um,
10: I just be respectful out of respect to the company. I don't have any intentions of ever necessarily working there again. I don't think that this would like go into that, but... Um, I enjoyed it. I thought that was a great experience. I thought that it was great to have on a resume. I can talk about whatever. But to be honest, like, I was on vacation pretty much for four months. Like, I...
4: <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, The earliest good. I could
10: work was 10 a.m. The latest I could work was 10 p.m. Worked right next to Epcot, so I would just go and get gelato before work. Like, it was... Ha- really relaxing
1: and fun <laughs> here's somebody that said and let me ask you about this about the training he says i've never been as well trained for a job as i was at walt disney world on day one we all went to disney university for general orientation day two is another day at disney university and that was just on how to be a custodian my position there day three was all about epcot itself uh, epcot itself which included fun facts a tour getting uh on the rides after that i shadowed for about two weeks before being allowed to work on my own during a shift and then somebody else said disney university uh, we had our own work orientation, was in a very discreet location in Orlando. They don't want tourists accidentally stumbling upon it, so it was an intentionally difficult to find, and it looks like a warehouse from the outside. But they were saying they loved working there.
10: Yeah, I mean, the training was the best I've gotten, to be okay. honest. Um, like that one person said, you start off with something called traditions, and you're learning about the traditions of Disney. Traditions! So what's pulled up here is Disney University. I will say it's not that... Well hidden. Um, It's right behind Magic Kingdom. So if you have a car and you're driving around Magic Kingdom, um, you can easily spot it. But traditions, you go over everything about Disney and then you actually go into the park. Um, You go through the Utilidors for the first time underneath Magic Kingdom Park. Um, so yep. there's
4: so there a subterranean mass entrance into the park, obviously, for the park personnel.
10: Yeah, you have to. If you're working there, you have to park and take a bus in. There's multiple stops within that All you right. can get off at, go into the utilidors. Um, they're not that nice. Trash is basically funneling above your head. That's um, awesome.
4: That's so exciting. Yeah,
10: very exciting. Um, <laughs> and Trash then world. then the second day, you do learn a lot about operations, and then you learn about where you're working. So for me, Yacht and Beach, I learned about the history, what we say to people, like, we would always say welcome home there. Um, so unfortunately, since I wasn't at a park, I didn't get to do any rides or anything. But um, then you see the people with earning my ears under their name tag. That means that they're um, training. So okay. and then you have the a test, but it's really not too difficult.
1: Uh, here's an interesting text. that says someone if you if you yell people around the Toy Story characters, they'll fall down. Is that true? Uh, I don't know. Maybe um, no, unfortunately, Andy's coming. Andy's right? coming. And, yeah, uh, yeah.
10: unfortunately, right before I started working there, I believe they stopped um doing okay. that for safety reasons to it. the characters. Yeah.
1: Uh, here's another interesting uh, note from somebody who worked there. It says overnight cast member here, please, please leave your cremated loved ones at home no. stop oh dumping God, them yeah. in the haunted mansion <laughs> they just get vacuumed up and disposed of
10: yeah just like um there's code v for um throwing up there's a code that i don't remember for ashes like that.
1: and things like
4: that yeah
10: it's actually very popular for people to do i, would I... never
4: think of of dumping a loved ones i know that people yeah. live the disney lifestyle and then they m- visit multiple times but
1: I mean, still, personally, and like,
10: park, I, I love Disney World. I don't want to have my ashes at Disney World, but I mean, people do silly things. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah.
1: There are people that are tattooed head from toe, head to toe with, uh, with Disney, Disney stuff. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, this one is interesting. It says it did a college program at Animal Kingdom in 2012. Backstage, we have bikes. The backstage area of Animal Kingdom is super big and it's connected with uh, utilidors like Magic Kingdom. If you need to go from uh, Dino Land to Discovery Island, I would have to take a golf cart take- all <laughs> the way around the park. <laughs> Depending on where I was going specifically, I might have parked the golf cart and rode a bike to complete my errand. It was a nice break from dealing with the guests. So they have ways to get around. Yeah.
10: Uh, Unfortunately, I worked on one side of a pool and everything was inside on the other side of the pool. So we had this cart that obviously was very show worthy is what they call it because you're on stage. And so I would, you know, wheel it through. And that was my most fun part of my day is because I just got a break and got to walk past the pool.
4: It's wild when you look at that. So I have yet to do Disney World. Um, but the, um, you know, I was seeing it at Universal. There, There is so much that is discreetly hidden behind walls and things that are that you're totally unaware of. An aerial view shows you what you're actually missing. But it's obviously meant to be quick access points. What about security? What, what, what were, they, were you surprised at some of the security measures that they had there, how elaborate it was? Uh, did it seem to be up to snuff as far as you were concerned?
10: I think it was. When I worked there, it was pre-metal detector. And right. then they started having the metal detectors, um, but they're random. Um, now they have it for everybody coming in, um, which I think is great there's a lot of things that you don't realize are happening around you at Disney that whether it's undercover people or... Like
3: air marshals, essentially, right?
10: Yeah, like there's there's a lot that goes on that, I mean, I wasn't privy to, but you kind of get an idea of what's happening once you're going to the parks pretty much every day. All the day. dwarfs,
4: the seven dwarfs are ex-Masadi.
10: Yeah. What? Man, yeah. I wish there would have been some around <laughs> as
1: Casey and I were walking through Epcot and these oh, yeah. yahoos were just... The kids were everywhere and these guys are just dropping F-bombs. I mean, oh. loud all over the place. That sucks. And I'm just like... Look and they had their own kids with them too. I'm yeah, like Yeah, they were what? drinking. Yeah, yeah, but you know, come on man. I know. Take be aware of your surroundings. Look, I yeah, I I want to talk like that too, but I know when and when not to. I bet they
5: were Brazilians. Uh, no, no, they're actually know. New York. Yeah, no, I think they were New Yorkers. Yeah, were the Brazilian part
1: no of New comment. York. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> hey, do you know anything about the, so not the VIP tours that they offer within Disney, but those third parties that come into the park and take people around? Like, I always, is that legal? Is it not? Do they know they're there? Like, what happens?
10: I think, uh, you mean when they're uh, holding the flag up? Is that what you're referencing? Like a very so, like, large Those are
4: invading group- armies.
2: Uh, No, 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 not not the large. So, you know, within um, Disney, you can buy a VIP package where you get a skip skip the line. So you can also do
10: that through a third party that doesn't necessarily work for Disney. Uh, I think they probably know about it and it's not necessarily encouraged, but what else can they do about it? Um, I know that there's rules about... um, Outside photography, so if you want your engagement shoot on Disney property, technically, like you're not supposed to employ a photographer to come take those pictures you have for to you. Go through, I would I imagine. Had, I had those... a friend
2: who did a Disney wedding, and she oh, really? had, they had to go into the park at like 6 a.m. to get their wedding pictures before like any part of it started to open. Jesus. Yeah, it was it was pretty <laughs> weird.
1: So we did uh, one of those uh, concierge uh, uh, things for Disney. We did it twice actually, privilege. Um, and while we were there, the, the guy that was our, our guide, um, we were, we were at the, in front of the Magic Kingdom and, uh, Cinderella's castle and, and, uh, he's like, yeah, you know, uh, I heard that, uh, you know, Tinkerbell flies, uh, from here and, and I saw the zip line and I'm like, is that the zip line? And he's like, no, that's where <laughs> she hangs her laundry. <laughs> and so, uh, what, are, what are some of the little lies that you have to, uh that you have to say if guests ask questions.
10: Yeah, I didn't have any because mine would be like, oh, the fries are cooking, but my (laughs) friends had some fun ones when they were hanging out with characters. Um, For Stitch, it's, you know... Stitch has to go make some trouble. He'll be back in five minutes, kind of thing. Right. Um, He's got a
4: turtle head poking.
10: (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's a lot of ones with like Mickey needs to go see Minnie, all of that. Okay. Um, Okay. Something interesting about characters that not a lot of people know or realize is that when you go to an attraction that has a character, not just like on the, you know, on Main Street, there's actually multiple rooms that are happening. Again, oh, don't want to ruin it too much for kids. The character
1: interactions, you mean, where you get to meet them? Yeah, and get so an and example picture? would
10: be, you know, Princess Fairy Tale Hall, right? And you're right. going to meet Cinderella and Rapunzel. There's actually two different rooms for that one line to Cinderella okay. and Rapunzel. Yeah. So they can push people through sure. more quickly. I mean, there Makes is only sense. one Cinderella and Rapunzel, but there are two rooms. Um, how often do they cycle? For example, so
4: you, you take like Stitch out on the, 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 the fairway or on the, the, the main drag. Yeah. Um, how often, uh, how long does a Stitch shift?
10: So it's about 30 minutes, and actually they schedule people for something called spares where they just go sit underneath Magic Kingdom or wherever they are for eight, ten hours, and they just wait for somebody to potentially call out. If nobody calls out, then they're just literally paid to sit there and watch Disney movies all
4: day. No, you're sitting there in a costume and nobody yeah. calls you.
10: No, no, you're not in the costume no, at waiting. that oh, point. Right. Yeah.
4: yeah, you're waiting to
1: get <laughs> suited up. Oh, I yeah. got you. Yeah. Uh, wow, interesting. All right, Marissa, thanks for the insight. I had no idea. Yeah,
10: thank you for letting me talk about it.
1: No problem. We appreciate it. Hooray! Yay! You I know I, we get paid by Disney to talk about it. Yeah, My daughter it. recently has gotten into the I want to go to Disney World oh, really? thing, yeah. which I'm like, okay, all right, well, uh, someday, maybe we'll yeah. be able to get back there again, But uh, I, which I'm kind of happy about, because while I like Universal more uh, for you know the rides, the action, all that stuff. There is something super duper magical about <laughs> Disney World. I for whatever just being and walking through the park alone—it's I mean, the legend—is really cool. Wait, get, waiting for the line on the rides is not cool. Oh. But, uh, you, uh, but what, being there is pretty special. What about the Star Wars stuff, the new Star Wars stuff? I, only that have got I haven't seen the new stuff, but I, I got a taste of it last time we were there. Yeah, I I, I I went there pre-Avatar. Yeah, Casey's done it. Amazing, he says. So, so there's new stuff to be All right. had. So I want to go see it. All right. And with that, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment, and we're going to talk about Mayor of Easttown. Uh, the HBO series that is coming out in April. We have the writer Brad Inglesby will be joining us, and it takes place right in this area. We'll be back in a moment.
12: It's been 30 years since the world saw gas for a dollar twelve. The first President Bush, Russians elect Boris Yeltsin, and the Silence of the Lambs scare everyone. What the f- This weekend, MMR celebrates the big 3-0 of 1991. Listen for hourly vlogs from a year crammed full of incredible music. When grunge, like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and Soundgarden broke through. When Metallica, Guns N' Roses, and Ozzy released blockbuster albums. When we saw notable releases from veteran artists like U2, Tom Petty, and Van Halen. And lots more. The Big 3-0 Weekend. Everything That Rocked 1991 on 93.3 WMMR.
1: So coming out uh, in mid-April, uh, actually on the 18th, uh, HBO is going to be premiering uh, *Mayor of Easttown*. Uh, stars Kate Winslet, uh, and it takes place in our area. They filmed in Chester County. Uh, They've been filming in Delaware County. Yes, we, we had did. mentioned that Kate Winslet had a hell of a time with the Delco accent. They wanted her to have a Delaware County accent, uh, and she and we've talked about this before that uh, she it was one of the most difficult ones to perfect. And she's doing it in a very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Subtle. Thank you. That's exactly the word I'm looking for, in a very subtle way, which is hard to pull off. It is. Once you make it sound legit. So I'm excited to see this because of not only the local connection, but, I mean, it's a murder mystery. It's got some really cool stuff. I love it. And
4: and I love the other
5: stuff he's written, our next guest.
1: Uh, Yes. And, in fact, um, Nick is friends with our next guest because he's from Berwyn.
5: Yeah. Grew up uh, with the Inglesby family.
1: Uh, Please welcome Brad Inglesby. (laughs) the screenwriter and producer from Air of Easttown. Hey, Brad, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.
5: No problem. How about the size of Nick's head? Is that thing not gigantic or what? <laughs> Was my head bigger or Adam's head bigger, Brad? Because you, you were you and Adam have known each other most of your lives.
11: Yeah, so I grew up with Adam, and we played on
5: a team together. Yeah,
11: and uh, I don't remember him having a huge head, but uh, but I'll have to go back and think about that. Well,
5: you were kids at the time, so yeah. it's understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, well I he,
1: understand. If you ever see him and he's wearing a baseball hat, try putting it on your own head. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it'll cover
4: your eyes. You can actually use it as a pup tent. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, I understand. In fact, Mayor of Easttown was originally
4: called the Man with the Largest Head I've Ever Seen. <laughs> uh, but no, this is this is cool. We, it, obviously, you've heard. As Professor was learning the story about Kate Winslow, attempting to nail the uh the delco accent uh, yes. did you provide any input uh, on that to her
11: well you know I actually had my wife she grew up in Aston so no. she had a bit more um, uh, of the insight there but uh but yeah it's it's a really tricky accent it really is and Kate's, Oh my goodness! We talked about it uh, uh at length and and I think she just really wanted it to feel honest but it's it 's a hard accent you know, because if you live there your whole life, you have uh you know it, it's it 's even more of a hard accent you know, but for the younger generations maybe it 's not as pronounced as the older generation, so we're constantly you're having to gauge where in the line of accents is Kate. Is she in the middle? Is she at the hardest end? Is she at the beginner end? So right. it like, and, and then we sort of landed, as you guys said, in the kind of middle. It's, it's, it's more of a subtle accent, I think.
1: Brad, you mentioned your wife being from Aston. Didn't they do some shooting in Aston?
11: yeah we actually were at the sun studios there for the entire shoot so that was kind of a base of operations yeah and we did a lot of shooting in the neighborhoods around baston actually
4: it's very cool we're actually talking to uh sharon uh i always forget thinking last name yes, uh, yes. about the, the 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 full-throated effort to bring in a whole bunch of um you know uh movie revenue to the area and that's that from what yes. i hear President has actually seen it i've never been out there but i understand it's it's a an amazing facility
11: oh it's it's really incredible and we actually took over for a couple months it was all ours and so we had two i think two or, i think we had a couple of stages that were active and one we were using to build and wardrobe and it was just it was a wonderful home the offices are lovely and the people there just you know, extremely, uh, extremely awesome at what they do. It's just a great home, and very cool. Uh, I, yeah, it was really great. It was a really great operation
3: there. Uh, real quick, th- is your wife a, a Sun Valley girl? Or
11: y- yes, exa- exactly right. Sun Valley girl, exactly right. Grew up just a couple of blocks away from Sun Valley, actually. Nice. So uh,
3: listen, um, Mayor, the the her backstory has her being a, a, a basketball player and and a yes. um a hero of sorts. You know, for her high school yes. basketball team. Uh, Basketball has been a huge part of your life and your whole family's life, and so I I assume that's you know how it makes its way into your your stories in Mayor of Easttown and also uh, the way back.
11: Yeah, you know, of course, I think you know a a lot of writing has to come from a place that you know you grew up with something or or it's in your blood in some way, and I I've, I've always. I've always seen in my own work that it comes from a place of, you know, it's in my past. And um, and so in this story in particular, Mayor was a hero. She played basketball. She made a shot in a game that was a championship game. It was the only championship that the town has ever won. And so she's kind of looked at as a hero in this town. And when we come into the story, she's sort of losing that, you know, you know, that edge and that glory a little bit. There's a case in town that she hasn't been able to solve. And the people in her community have started to turn on her a little bit. So that is a basketball part. And then of course the way back was even more of a uh of a story about that. And um yeah, I think it just comes from growing up around basketball. I didn't get the genes. I can't really you know, <laughs> Well, yeah. I, you I mean, you're know, you're, you know, you're I wish I didn't, you know, I wish I did, but I didn't get the genes my brother did though.
3: Well, so, so did your dad, right? Your dad got drafted. Oh, yeah. You know, he uh oh, he yeah. was a
11: point yeah, guard. Yeah.
3: He went to O'Hara. Yeah, that's exactly. where I went to high school. Um,
11: yeah, exactly. He Went to O'Hara, then went to Nova. Yep, exactly. His numbers retired there, and uh, he played a couple of years in the pros. And so, yeah, yeah. So I grew up around basketball a lot, of course.
5: And your brother's now the head coach at the University of Delaware, right, Martin? Yeah,
11: yep, yep. yep oh, no, exactly. that's, that's at Notre Dame. Yep and, yep. and you're a Villanova so grad. A lot of basketball. I'm a Nova grad. Yeah, yep, exactly right.
5: And that no no no
4: shortage of uh, a basketball legend associated with Villanova as well. Uh, I, oh, I want. Yeah. I mm-hmm. wanted to ask you. So, with your, with your films, you talk about uh, being informed by um, you know um, your own experiences. Yet, you yep. you wrote the script for a movie which I really enjoy, Run All Night. A number of movies I yep. enjoy, but uh, so that's that's an entirely had to be an, an entirely different world for you dealing with uh, hitmen and things of that nature. Um, yeah. So, uh, is when you do something like that, where you're coming from a place of comfort as a writer, and you take that, for lack of a better term, flight of fancy, and 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 enter that world, is is that um, are you out on the on the high wire at that point, or how do you bring yourself to write something you're not entirely familiar with?
11: Yeah, that's a great question. I think you know. I think what you look for in worlds like a hitman world or a mob world, world that I haven't lived, of course, I think what you aim to do is look for an emotional way in, right? Right. What is the emotion of the story that I can connect with? Well, I have a father, you know, and I have a brother and I have a family. And so you look at the emotional arc of a story and say, well, I don't know how to, you know, I don't know about the history of the mob or I've never been a hitman. I can tap into the emotion of a, a dad who's looking to have a reconnection with his son or a dad who's looking to, you know, he wasn't around as this kid was growing up, and he wants to make that connection. So what's the emotional way into the story? And I think if you start to look at it in that way, then you can see, you know, that all of us have these emotional issues and issues that we want to we have to address as, as a parent or yeah. a son. And, and then you look where the emotional connection ends.
5: Brad, I want to circle back to uh, to your family and uh, you and your career, because, you know, Casey alluded to the basketball and, and obviously Martin yeah. was was great at it. You were a really good athlete, too. So was your dad. Um, but all of those things um, require uh, a competitive nature. I'm, I'm curious as to whether or not that that competitive nature within you has lent itself to screenwriting. Do, do you strive for perfection like you would on a basketball court?
11: Yeah, I mean, I think absolutely it's different. But I think you know, with writing, it's you and the blank page, and that's that's extremely daunting, right? Like every morning you get up, and it's just you and that computer screen, and it's you know, and you have to generate the words, right? And sometimes that's hard, and sometimes it comes easy, but a lot of the time it's really, really hard. And I think you know, you need some motivation, and that's where I think just being an athlete and just you know having that motivation to get out there on the court every game is it's you know it's a different it's different it's different muscles but you need that competitive drive i think to get you out of bed in the morning and stare at the blank page so i absolutely think it served me well
4: i'm a massive fan of of movies and of, of you know of, of from the beginning you know silent film and 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 the art of screenwriting and the great screenwriters yep. you know of 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 our time and, and yep. I'm, I'm always amazed by the different um methodologies where someone you know yep. I, I maybe i maybe a William uh, Goldman or or somebody might just sit down and kind of start a story and complete it. Some might do it in sections, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. let the story lead you where it goes. What, what, how do you work? And did you have to find your voice or is each project different when you begin to write it?
11: Yeah. I mean, I think each one is is a little bit, you know, each one has its own challenges, but I, the only rule I have as a writer, I, I sometimes mentor younger students. Um, but, um, and the only rule I tell them is I I personally have to know the end of the story because I I can't just start something and go well, let me see where it goes because a hundred you know then I'm like it's a novel at that point right and, and it be you know and so I always you know I always say I have to know where it's I have to know where the end of the movie is emotionally if I know where the character is at the beginning of the story emotionally. And I know where they end emotionally, and I have a couple ideas in the middle. If I know, the like, if I know the bookends of the story, then I can write it. And okay. that's really the only rule I have. I just have to know where it ends.
5: Uh, Brad, obviously Kate Winslet's the star of *Mayor of Easttown*, um, but uh, I, I was reading last night that uh, Evan Peters is in it as well, and um, Marvel fans. Oh, he's and great. Yeah, he's, great.
11: And, uh, he's so good in the show. I'm telling you, he is—he's amazing in the show. So he's—he's
5: he's shown up on another TV show recently, and I don't want to give any spoilers, but I love that actor, and he's great in uh, X Men. Was it First Class, right? And so, what—what um, yeah. what role does he have in Mayor of Easttown?
11: So Evan is a detective that comes in when Kate isn't able to solve the case. You know, she's been working on the case for over a year. And then the community's up in arms that she hasn't been able to get any leads and generate any interest in the case. And so they bring in a second detective who's going to assist her. And, of course, it's, you know, it's a bit of the odd couple in the beginning of the relationship. But slowly a bond it starts to develop. And so Evan... Um, he, you know, he's just, uh, he's such a wonderful guy and he's really great in the show. I'm, I'm excited for everyone to see him in the show because I think he just did, he just did a really amazing job well, the, uh, and, and it's a really good dynamic there.
1: To name drop a few other people besides Kate Winslet and Evan Peters, Guy Pierce, Gene Smart. Yeah. I mean, you got some really big names Evan in Hughes. this. How did they yeah. do in matching what was in your head, uh, for these characters that you created out of thin air?
11: You know, I, I mean, listen, they're all, you know, so incredible and Gene is such a legend and guy as well. I, I, I think it, you know, everything looks really like it did on the page, which isn't often <laughs> the case. You know, that doesn't always happen. Sometimes you watch your movie and go, wow, what happened here? I, I don't even recognize it anymore. But in this case, I think, you know, it really, it, it, you know i think it is the way that i wrote it which is like i said it's not often the case but i think having such amazing actors helps it really really helps
4: it's it's the whole machination of um the way these things progress i was i was reading about um i guess the the film was originally called or the script was the low dweller that you had yeah, written yeah. and leonardo dicaprio was attached <laughs> yeah. to it Then the studio gets a hold of it. There are rewrites. It ends up being called Into the Furnace with Christian Bale and Woody Harrelson.
11: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And that's one of those where I look back and go, wow, the script's really different, you know? And I think that's... Yeah, that's what happens. I was a young writer and uh I got an offer and and I was able to sell the script, but at that point I don't own it anymore. Uh-huh. Right. And so the studio says, Well we own the script, we get to do whatever we want with it and they took on another writer and then um it became something I mean, it's still the same it's still the same in a lot of ways, but it's it's different in a lot of ways too. And that happens sometimes. You know, that's the case. That's uh yeah. That's the issue with screenwriting is that uh, it's a collaboration. You know, it's not like writing a novel where every word is yours. It's it's a collaboration. A lot of people have their hands in it. And sometimes it can turn out in a way that you don't expect.
1: Brad, did you ever see the movie For Your Consideration? <laughs> Wait,
11: what is that? The, uh, Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes,
1: yes, they yes, try to exactly. change the holiday. It's, uh, let's not make it yeah. so Jewish. <laughs> <You> <laughs> home for Purim becomes Home for Thanksgiving. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. yeah. yeah,
11: yeah. No, those guys are great. I, I remember watching Guffman as a kid a lot. That was such a great movie, waiting for Guffman. Yeah.
4: But that's part, and that they're, they're, the stories are, are legend. I love hearing those stories of how things get revised. I mean, obviously, at this oh, point, yeah. you have a pedigree, so... You can stand by by your project. But with this, I have to assume it's the progression of anyone who puts pen to paper and creates a world and creates a story. Um, What about directing for you?
11: You know, it's funny. I've never, you know, I've never had an interest in it. I've always, ever since I was in school, I've always just really loved the, you know, the craft of writing. And I think. You know, is as long as I'm able to get a director on a project that is able to share the same vision. And listen, that's that's not always the case. Like I said, sometimes there's you know some competing ideas there. But but I've been lucky enough, especially lately, to have directors who've come onto a project and have have been able to share the ideas and the vision and the emotion of the story and have realized it in ways that I've been really happy with. So if I could continue on that path, I would do it. Now, if I do a couple more movies where I don't recognize the product <laughs> anymore,
4: then maybe yeah. I'll say, you know what, right. guys? You've like, got I to
5: intercede.
11: Can, yeah. yeah, no, I absolutely. Yeah? yeah. Yes, exactly right. Exactly right.
5: Uh, Brad, do you ever get starstruck? And um, if so, was it Kate Winslet? Because I, I would be intimidated. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. We're such yeah. fans of hers, and she's just awesome. Uh, but she's, a, she's yeah. a mega star.
11: Yeah, you know, I think. You know, early on I did, and then someone sort of nudged me one time and said, hey, man, you got to work with these people. you got to be professional. Like, and they're coming here to work, and you're coming here to help them work, and they don't want to hear about, you know, anything else. This is about work. And so someone nudged me early in my career and said that, and I think I've sort of gotten over it now. But I will tell you about Kate. She's, you know, all of us know about her talent. She's incredible. I mean, all the awards and Academy Award nominations, but she's just the loveliest human being. I mean, that's the best part of Kate is that she's just kind to everybody on the set, you know. And, you know, you wish that was the case with everyone you work with. It's not. But you know, she's just lovely to everybody on the set. Yeah. And so I think when you have that at the top, it trickles down to everybody, right? If Kate's doing that hmm. and she's kind and professional and committed and passionate, well, well, I better be too, right? So, like, it just sets such a wonderful example and so, and she's just incredibly down to earth too. Like that's the best part of Kate. She's just, you know, she'll talk to anybody. She's really, really just easy to get along with. And that's so, awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's you know, she is just a dream come true.
4: Well, I think I think you know, you you strive to have a, a, a an a hole free atmosphere. So that it's that's, that's good <laughs> yeah. that you've been able to maintain that. I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you're a screenwriter. You're an accomplished screenwriter. What what do you do? You have one movie you could cite for me and for us. As being the perfect screenplay,
11: the perfect screenplay. Ooh, um, gosh, that's a tricky one. I would say the movies. I, you know, I don't think that. I don't know that I have one that I would say is a perfect screenplay. I would say the scripts that I I read, you know, when I wanted to start writing were um, Boogie Nights. I uh. read that one a lot. Yeah, I love that movie, and probably you know, randomly. Um, What was it? Breaking Away. I don't know Uh, if you guys. Breaking Away is an
4: awesome movie. Outstanding movie. Coming of Age movie. It's wonderful.
11: It's wonderful, isn't it? And I remember reading that a number of times and thinking, "Wow, this captures you know what it is to be a friend and have friends and Mm. grow up in a community." And I remember reading that script and being really moved by it.
1: Wow, nice, good, uh, good examples there. All right, Brad. Well, listen, we are excited uh, about this show and it's coming out on April 18th. So kudos in advance. I'm sure it's going to be successful. Oh, yeah, no problem, man. And just, and it's great to see some things that are highlighting this area, you know, no matter what the story is. And, and also that there's some work in, in, uh, the world of acting coming out this way too. So it's great, man.
11: Oh, great, great. Yeah, I was really happy to be a part of it and happy to bring it home, and hopefully
1: you guys enjoy it. Nice, we will. Sure thank we will, you so yeah. much, Brad. Brad Engels, big yeah. hey yeah. right, eyes. Nice thank guy. you, guys. Take care. Screenwriter, right, you, you bet, anytime. Uh, and producer, mayor of Easttown, which is uh, set to come out on April 18th. Should be cool. <clears throat> How many episodes? Does anybody know? I should have Seven, asked. Seven, I believe. Okay. yeah, All limited. Right, good.
5: Limited series, yeah.
1: Nice. All right. Looking forward to that. Noise. Uh, we have a couple of minutes to play with. I would like to dust off a character that has not been heard on our show in a little while. Let me uh pack a bowl of my pipe here. Yeah. yeah. Got some good ganj. New- tobacco. Some new Jersey Ganj. It's a <laughs> Jersey Ganj. That's a band name. Jersey Ganj. <laughs> I gotta write that out. No, it's the historian. Oh,
4: the historian. And the
1: historian had become history. I have my uh I have my pipe here at the Ready, which I do and I, I like to... No, from the library of
4: WMR. We present to you the keeper of all knowledge, past, present, and the future, the historian.
1: I'm gonna tell you guys the story of the greatest beer run ever. Oh, okay. this has been his no. No, 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 no. no, no. Um, This is a great story. Greatest uh, beer run ever. I stumbled across this a little while ago, and I've been waiting to share this with you guys. You're you're really going to like this. So unlike most veterans, uh, this gentleman, John Chick Donahue's journey to the front lines of the Vietnam War You had me a chick. didn't start with a military draft or a sense of duty. Instead, he just wanted to bring his friends fighting on the battlefield a couple of beers. So in 1967, Donahue's... Uh, Tight-knit New York City neighborhood, the Irish enclave of Inwood, had already buried 28 young men who had been killed while serving in Vietnam. And at the same time, anti-war protesters were taken to the street in New York City in droves, opposing the purpose of the war, its violence and other aspects. Uh, George Lynch, a bartender at Doc Fiddler's, the local watering hole, wanted to show the Inwood guys still embroiled in the overseas conflict that people were thinking about them and cared. As Donahue recalls, he said one night, Lynch, uh, from his soapbox behind the bar, shouted an idea. Somebody ought to go over to Nam, track down those boys from the neighborhood, and bring them each a beer. So this is like a beer version of Private Ryan. Yeah, kind of like that. So Donahue, then 26 years old and uh, a a Marine uh, Marine Corps uh, veteran working as a merchant seaman, volunteered for the mission. So his epic adventure is detailed in a new book, which is called The Greatest Beer Run Ever. This is going to be a movie. Well, I have information on that. A memoir of friendship, loyalty, and war, which he co-wrote with former New York Daily News reporter J.T. Malloy. Um, And he had said he's 80 years old, by the way. He said, I've told the story thousands of times, but I wanted an accurate written account of what happened that I could pass on to my seven grandkids. Donahue quickly found work on a cargo ship bound for Vietnam. Bring a case of New York beers, Pabst Blue Ribbon, Schaefer, and Rheingold with him. Let me just jump in here quickly, if I can, historian. So he's going into an active
4: war area. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is no easy feat. How do you even plan? How do you do that? I I don't Uh, know. And so he could not, did he have the blessing of the, I can't imagine the Pentagon or anybody else was giving a nod to this.
1: I don't think so. And I think he just, he had passports and he just, and, did and went it. to go visit. So as the freighter pulled out of the port, he said, I was scared. I thought I might not come back, but I told people I would try to find their friends and sons, so I had to go. <laughs> uh, the trip took about eight weeks. Once they docked in the uh, Quignon Harbor, Donahue got to work finding his friends, using the letters and photos families passed on to him as a guide. That's all he had to go on. So uh, we were just talking about this.
4: Uh, like uh, the like uh, the 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 thing that drives me crazy in movies lately is uh, I'm going to go see this guy, and then they go to Tunisia and they find the guy in a second. Right. So uh, it, it's it's sloppy script writing shorthand. So and I said to Casey, Have you ever have you ever lost a relative in a mall and tried <laughs> to find them? Here, look at what he's doing. Yeah. With just a couple of things, uh-huh. and he's
1: going in looking for these guys. Doesn't speak the language. Nothing. He's going into a war zone. It's extremely hostile. So in the four months that Donahue spent in Vietnam, he was able to track down four Inwood guys. Uh, during an act of war! Tommy Collins, Kevin McLoon, Sergeant Rick Dugan, and Bobby Pappas. Um, he said um, uh, Duggan, who is 72 now, one of the guys that he found, said, The fact that Chickie was able to find me is nothing short of a miracle. He said, I thought I was being punked. Uh, he said, Having him there gave us a much better feeling about Vietnam that people at home actually cared about it, and we go to that extreme to show us that. During his quest, Donahue got caught in firefights, ducked the Viet Cong, and even witnessed the bloody Tet offensive attack on the U.S. Embassy in Saigon, experiences that changed his original support of the war, he shares. He said, there was a lot of death and a lot of hurt. He said, while I was there, I came to the conclusion that this was a bad, wrong war. It changed my mind. About sending troops anywhere. Um, by the way, Peter Farrelly directed the movie Green Book, won an yes. Oscar. Yeah, Currently working on a film based on the greatest beer run ever wow. starring Dylan O'Brien. Is that not a great story? So, the one question, how much beer was brought? I don't know. He took four cases with him. If he brought one beer, that was... <laughs> yeah. I, I think he only brought him a couple of beers. Yeah. I think that's all he could take. So... Yeah, I mean,
4: because you're moving through...
1: Yeah, and you're lucky. You how do you lug that stuff all over the country in the bush looking for these In the thick guys? of it, Yes. Yeah. So I thought that was a pretty amazing.
4: That's story. pretty. Br- wow. no,
1: that's just screaming, and obviously it is going yeah. to be made into a movie. Yeah, Peter Farrelly is going to do that. So wow, uh, that's a uh, historian story number one. Mm. Let's go back to the. Uh... There's no way the historian can possibly top the first story. Oh no! Oh no! Oh but no! We'll wait and see. We're going back. up pull out of his learned ass. We <laughs> 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 learned it. <laughs> We're going back a lot further in time on this one. Okay. The greatest beer run of the of World War One. Well, there is there is beer involved in this, okay. I believe. So uh the Phoenix. Yes, rises right. from the flames. Beautiful beautiful legendary firebird of red and gold. Every five hundred years it is consumed by the flames and reduced to ashes, and from these ashes a new phoenix is reborn, continuing the cycle of life. Well, the town of Krailsheim is Kralzheim. very much like this mythical beast. It has had a long, sad history of destruction, but Kreilsheim is very proud of its ability to withstand these hardships and renew itself. The first tale of destruction begins in 1379. Where is Kralzheim? Uh I believe it is in Germany. No. Uh, it's it definitely, sounds German. Uh, yeah, uh, Nick can yep. uh, get us the information. It yep. is.
5: It's in the German state
1: of Baden-Württemberg. Okay, so uh, when the city was under attack by not one, but three different imperial cities, so you had Schwazbisch Hall, Dinkelsbuhl, Dinkelsbuhl. and Rothenburg Obter Tauber. Isn't that a law firm? Tauber. <laughs> uh, had all decided to, <laughs> lay, to lay siege to uh, Krailsheim. Um, how did one city withstand such an aggressive assault? Well, the how answer, did one the city? The answer was through trickery, of course. And I love what they did. Okay. So after several months. So they're in they're in lockdown. They're being attacked. Right. They're they're being held Getting in their place. asses. They're, kicked. they're being seized. Yeah. OK. Um, so after several months, the townswomen used up all of the flour for traditional baked goods. And then with, with they, they made all these baked goods and then they threw them over the city walls at their attackers. And then they had the town's heaviest woman, the fattest woman climb on top of the city walls. And get naked and flash her full figure in front of the town's <laughs> invaders. Now, what what would this do, right? Yes. So at the sight of such opulence and abundance... The attackers decided that they would never wait for these people to starve and surrender, so they gave up the attack. No, that was it. They threw up. They they were throwing away their bread, so they had. They, if, they had as so if much. They say, Come on, here yeah, you go. Yeah. have some. Yeah, because that's what they would do. when they would siege. They would right. keep them in place. It would eventually run out of food and right. water, and then they would have to. They would have to surrender. F-Y-S, yes, and they put their biggest. Most wow. voluptuous woman up there to say we got all we got all this food. Do you know sex. that woman's name?
4: Uh uh-uh. uh. Stephanie.
1: Get in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, since that time, Krailsheim has celebrated the anniversary of their victory. They make Horuffin, the same crescent shaped bread baked by their ancestors, and they give it out to their children in celebration. I'm now bad. I want horrifin. What is it called? Uh, Refin. Uh, horror Oh, where was it? Hors uh, are good.
4: Horrifin. Horrifin.
1: O R A F F E N. Bread is awesome. Yep, it is. It is, and it saved this city. Yes. And oh. oh, oh, we're looking at it. It's kind of a unique design. It's yeah, a uh, looks like a W or a backwards three. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that should uh, be our logo. So I thought that was a story you'd never heard before. No, I've never heard about that, and one that was quite quite interesting. A plus size model in bread mm-hmm. saved uh, saved the city. All right. But I'm not done there. I have more. We go now further
4: into the past, no?
1: Not further. We go
4: more uh, recently yes. into the past. In
1: the 20th century. We're now
2: in the 20th century. Mm.
1: And it's about the, United, it's about the, United, the United, United States State State Postal, Postal Service. Service.
2: <laughs> God, is it still terrible?
1: Uh, they have had it, it. Well, well it, there were some things you could do back then that you can't do now. So.
2: Kathy is complaining about the post office.
1: You having trouble, Kathy?
2: Are you serious? Still? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She's people are I'm still. Pacifician. People are still getting Christmas cards.
4: Yes, yeah, I saw right. a tweet, <laughs> Kathy, the other day from uh, uh, one of the listeners of the show. Her nephew just got uh-huh. her Christmas
1: card. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. Uh, I, just, I got a birthday card about two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, from my dad. Aw, uh, believe it or not. So, all right. So it was your seventh birthday. United States Postal Service. They have a proud tradition of transporting letters and packages in a timely and efficient manner. Mm, yes. Uh, parcels were a later addition. So the USPS was granted the ability to deliver items greater than four pounds as of January 1st, 1913. So I didn't
4: realize it was that recently.
1: Yeah. Like any new service, there were attempts to game the system. And in this case, it involves parents attempting to to mail their children. Mm. No. We've heard about We've heard about this. What, to in save like FedEx shipping? and all that stuff. Yes. All right. According to the Smithsonian, uh, it was not unheard of for enterprising and some might say grossly incompetent parents to exploit the <laughs> new parcel uh, exam- or the the new parcel post service for the transportation of tykes. One such example occurred in Ohio when Jesse and Mathilda Beagle mailed their son eight month old James to no. his grandmother, a few miles away, paying just fifteen cents for the service <laughs> okay.
4: so how was now did they throw the kid up on a truck, or what did they do was it was there like a, was there at least a stamp on the outside so, they, or some sort of classification that listed it as living matter
1: and that when they didn 't indicate uh, but such stories appeared, fragile appeared periodically in the media with parents effectively using the Pulsar service. As a courier for their child. In 1914, four-year-old Charlotte May Pierstorff uh, traveled 73 miles by train in Idaho to her grandparents' house. Her mother's cousin worked for the railway mail service and accompanied her. So that was a little bit oh, okay, different. all right. But Did they... your parents ever mail you anywhere? No, I never got mailed anywhere. <laughs> I was uh, they, they attempted to, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, it didn't go anywhere. Uh, Pierstorff's legend eventually grew to the point where she was said to have been mailed under the chicken rate for livestock. Uh, but this is apparently incorrect as no such rate existed until 1918. Uh, what exactly is the chicken rate? <laughs> yeah, I guess you could mail livestock. Uh she did however. So
4: if your child was the size of a chicken Impossible. but if your chicken
1: was the size of a child. Anything over Which
4: came first, your mailed a child or a chicken? <laughs> The age-old question. Yes. She did, however, reportedly (laughs) have... As old as that town where the fat woman stood on the...
5: (laughs) You like big ladies, Gene?
1: I do. Actually, they uh, make me think of chicken. Uh, She... uh, love white meat. She had postage stamps stuck to her coat, by the way. (laughs) BBWs.
4: Oh, so they did put stamps on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when they did it, would they stamp them with their, like...
1: No, I don't think
3: yeah. so. This is just a, a way to beat the system.
0: You yeah. know?
1: Game is, the
3: system. This is the the same way I got you know seventeen cent hoagies at Wawa when I was in uh, a college. You. No, no, but like the bread cost seventeen cents, so I would just buy a roll and then because if you got a hoagie with no fixings on it, right, right. just meat and cheese, in case it's, it's, it doesn't cost any extra to get the lettuce and the pickles and, and so it's sort of genius, <laughs> yeah. right? That's right. What I they mean, it's used a, to
4: do at the fixings bar, yeah, right. Roy just, Rogers, right, right, just go in and get the bun and then uh, make your sandwich.
1: So they were gaming the system.
4: They game the system is what they did. They While
1: such stories are true, they typically happen in rural areas where postal carriers are sometimes the only reliable method of transportation and were viewed by households as trustworthy. Would you take my baby to Burtlesville? <laughs> <laughs> Burtles, Clean on
3: the other side of the
9: mountain?
3: You figure, like, if you have to buy a
1: train ticket. <laughs> clean on the other side. I love that phrase. That's clean across Clean town. on the other side of the mountain, you baby over there, stupid fool. Despite that hearty endorsement, the Postal... Just shoot him out of your cannon. Postal Service quickly made it known that carriers were not to accept children, and the practice soon fell out of favor. All told, <laughs> as many as seven children... May have been sent along mail Next routes burtles, <laughs> with one traveling 720 miles before the <laughs> post office insisted that bees and bugs were the only live things acceptable to be uh, transported. What, is, what currently is the largest uh, weight or largest
4: sized item you could send to the United States Postal Service? Hmm. In other words, I, there's obviously uh, freight and things right. that they would handle. Right. What is there something that exceeds the size? Or the capability, I mean, obviously you
1: can't mail
4: a planet, but something that is...
1: If you are a, just a private citizen,
4: right, not, a, not, pri- not, not a business,
1: not a corporate
5: uh, entity... Is that's... there
1: is there a listed max
5: size? Yeah, there is. Yeah, I'm on their website and, and Google and stuff. And so, uh, Steve, it has to do with length and girth, length believe and it or girth,
4: not. Just Always. like the human penis. Always. <laughs>
5: leaving little to the imagination, <laughs> Steve Morrison. What's the length and girth? Uh, 108 inches combined length and girth, uh, 130 inches in combined length and girth with, uh, if it's retail, ground.
4: They were a great burlesque team in the 20s.
5: <laughs> length and girth, length, yeah. length, length and, girth. and girth. I'm length and I'm girth.
1: Uh, regardless of the size of the mail piece, the maximum mailable weight of any is 70 pounds.
3: Okay. 70 really? pounds. Yeah.
1: Put that in a cannon. You know yeah, just fire yeah, that and over to Burtlesville. <laughs> All right, I have, uh, let me see, one more at least. Maybe two. If we have time, I'll do two here. All right, I'm going to tell you the story of Joseph Daniels. You guys will like this. Joseph Daniels. Yes. Joseph Daniels is the former Secretary of the United States Navy, and he is the namesake for the proverbial Cup of Joe. Whoa. Okay, so, so you're going to have coffee. Somebody will sometimes say, give me a cup, cup of, of Joe. Joe. Yep. And and the derivation of that pertains to this Mr. Daniels. Joseph Daniels, former Secretary of the United States Navy.
4: So would, would it have been his own juices that people were drinking at the it time?
1: It is not. Okay, so okay. <laughs> uh, a popular chain in New York City, for instance, is called Joe, the art of like coffee. <laughs> so Joe is the, the slang for the coffee. As, right. it, as it turns out... The use of Joe as slang for coffee dates to the World War I era. And it was then that Daniels, who started his career as a newspaper publisher in North Carolina, became uh, Secretary of the Navy under President Woodrow Wilson. Um, Daniels tried to imbue the Navy with a strict morality. He increased the number of chaplains, discouraged prostitution at naval bases, and most controversially, banned the consumption of alcohol. And according to the writer of this story, Lee Craig, in a new book, said as a substitute, stewards increased their purchases of coffee among other beverages. And Daniel's name became linked to the daily drink of millions around the world because he said no booze, more coffee instead. And so they they just decided to throw a nickname at it because Uh, it's a a cup of joe. So a cup I've of Joe became disparaging, disparagingly known oh. as a cup of Joe. At the time, it was known yeah. as a cup of Joseph Daniels, and as legend had what did it, you say? it was shortened to a cup of Joe. Hmm. And I was, I was like that term too. Yeah. yeah, cup of Joe. It sounds kind of, I don't know. Yeah, short and informal yeah. and fun and and so. Yeah, but it's
4: obviously what we've placed on it. Yeah, that in Java. Where does Java come from? I assume Java is where the coffee. Beans? I mean, so you, the island of Java and, and Maybe, in, that, uh, in that
3: region of the world? So I didn't know that it was an island.
4: Yes. So, right? Man, I'm learning so and that, and much. That, Nick, I believe that that would be probably with the derivation where the coffee beans
5: originated from. Wasn't uh, Krakatoa on Java?
4: Krakatoa was west of Java. Was it? Or... You know the great movie story, right? They actually they released a movie called Krakatoa East of Java, and they got the direction wrong? No.
1: Yeah. <laughs> What's <laughs> this? <laughs> west of Java. <laughs> it's like you had two shots. Hmm. Uh, I did not know that. All right, so you want to hear one more? Yeah. Well, I'm still trying to figure out where Java <laughs> All right, try to figure that out because I'm, 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 I forget. Nick, you actually sent me this a long time ago, and I believe this is about uh, Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. Yes, yeah, so oh, yeah. we're, we're related to, to ticks. Well, yes, of course, but do you remember that? Uh, I do. That story's really interesting. It's a great John Denver song.
5: It is. and uh, It's Rocky Mountain High. Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think John Denver has two state songs. Doesn't he have uh, Rocky Mountain High and uh, Country Roads? I think you're right, yeah. yeah. West Virginia. Yeah, mm-hmm. Krakatoa was its own island, uh, but it was near Java. Oh. All right, little
4: historian, may I jump in here with one little fun fact for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The explosion of Java, of Krakatoa, when it erupted, created what is believed to be the, lar- the loudest hearable sound ever generated on the planet Earth so that a human could hear Louder than they did it? Louder than (laughs) they did it, yes. Louder than than they did it. Uh, And uh, so much so that it was, if it had, say, if Krakatoa had detonated uh, in San Francisco, you would hear it as clear and as loudly here. No. Yes. Wow. Uh, That's an amazing fun fact that I've just inserted into this story.
1: Nice. Rectally. (laughs) Uh, well, thank you. Um, all right. This is a, uh, this was a series of tweets, uh, through this story. Twitter back then. Uh, so no, not back then, but this was recently. So uh, I'll, I'll roll this out to you and I'll try to get to this quickly. Uh, when the first white settlers arrived in Montana, the native Salish people, uh, warned them not to settle, uh, the west side of the Bitterroot River where's in Montana okay, Montana. Uh, ignoring these warnings a small group of people uh, colonized that side of the river. They didn't listen to the, the natives. Uh, don't tell me where to colonize three quarters of them died of a mysterious disease Wow ah. they, they, we told you not to go there what uh, what were and the uh, symptoms did they mention? Uh, well, yeah. So I'll get to that in a moment. All Let me right. get to the to the Boy, history. Rushing on this uh, The Bitterroot River carves out a seventy mile, uh, seventy five mile canyon in western Montana. It's not deep at all. It's averaging only about three feet, so it's really small. Animals and humans uh, cross it very easily. It's not uh, really a barrier to any kind of travel. Well, the Salish believed that evil spirits lived in that area. St. Mary's Mission, founded in 1841, was the first permanent European settlement in Montana. Uh, The settlers weren't very nice to the natives, and the poor relationship caused the mission to close. A trading post which mostly serviced trappers, Fort Owen, popped up about 10 years later. When the owner, John Owen, discovered gold in the area, this set off a gold rush in that area. Gold! Unfortunately, (laughs) the disease on the west side of the Bitterroot River made life difficult. Not much was known about the disease until the early 1800s. When the State Board of Health brought in Lewis Wilson and William Chowning to investigate, they did a lot of research on the disease, eventually creating uh, a map that that I have written here. It was called COVID-1, right? No. Uh, They did a lot of research. And um, at the same time, a few other doctors were sent to investigate along with Williams and Chowning. Together, they found out that the disease was caught in the springtime. The disease was caught outdoors. And the Salish, the natives, rarely got the disease. The more these researchers, early researchers found out about it, the more mysterious it became. People became really sore, developed a fever, a rash of purple spots dotted the body. Some would go blind or deaf. This sounds loss of balance was pretty common, and it did not appear to be contagious either. This sounds sort of limeish. Um well no, this is it's Rocky Mountain spotted fever. Oh, okay. I didn't realize yeah. that was the, the Yeah, okay, I mentioned yeah. it at the All beginning. Right. So the disease remained mysterious until two doctors, L. P. McCalla. And H.A. Barrettin had a patient who was bitten by a tick, one which looked a lot like one they showed in this illustration Mm. I'm looking at. The patient later developed the symptoms described in the post. Wow. So they took the tick and allowed it to bite another healthy person. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, Yeah, seriously. uh, (laughs) They got the disease. You know that
4: intern no one likes? Bring him in here. What do you
1: need, fellas? (laughs) So they fed a tick on that person, and that person got the disease as well. Uh, unfortunately, they ah! didn't, they didn't publish these results until much later. At the same time as that was going on, a young microbiologist by the name of Howard Taylor Ricketts set up Another shop, disease set up shop in the area. maybe it was named after. yeah uh, with few laboratory supplies, all of his experiments were done in a tent that he began to look for in uh, and he began to look for the cause of this perplexing disease um and it didn't take long before uh he met a local family uh living in Black measles territory. Their son, William, 10 years old, had caught the disease. When Ricketts came to visit, he found ticks. Lots of ticks. Everyone in the family had been bitten by them. So he drew blood from William Langdon, stained it with a chemical he called eosin, and found the bacteria. I'm
4: going to call my uncle Lonnie Whooping
1: Cough. He dissected the ticks in the area, found the bacteria. He also found that he could pass the disease among guinea pigs, and also found bacteria in the tick eggs. He named the bacteria after himself. Uh, Rickettsia Rick Rickettsia. Rick Flair, Rick C. <laughs> Woo, Rick Flair. Woo. The disease would uh, be going to uh, would be studied and uh, go by a few other names. However, over time, the scientific community settled on a name originally published in 1903: so, quick Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever.
4: Can one? So you said that the natural inhabitants or the inhabitants of the area were did not seem susceptible to it. Can one build up an, a tolerance? To Rocky Mountain spotted fever, I think they just stayed
1: away from where those ticks were. From the damn they ticks, they told people not to go there. Don't go so. over there. Yeah, that's, don't go over there. It's clear on the other side of that mountain. Clear on the other side of that mountain over there. <laughs> it's over ticks over so there. Next to Burtlesville. All right, so well, anyway. that is
4: yeah, man. Yep. And think of the stuff they didn't know,
1: and 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 you know what they would attribute that to evil spirits. And think about what you know now. You now know about the greatest beer run ever. You know about the history of Cup of Joe. Yeah. You heard about how you used to be able to mail children, yes? <laughs> and now we know the origin of the Rocky Mountain spotted fever, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I have Your time for. Has been opened. Your brain mm-hmm. informed. <laughs>
4: the story now retreats to this dungeon, where his doms whip him and spin him on a wheel what? and lash his buttocks until <laughs> it is raw.
1: It's huh? the other life I lead. <laughs> I'm, I'm well studied, but one cannot I'm live human. by reading alone. That's right. <laughs> All right, well, thank you. But you guys would appreciate me. I'll get some other stories up for another time. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. And the Bizarre File is on the way next, my friend.
0: Stream MMR wherever you are. On WMMR.com. Our mobile app on your smart speaker. And at Radio.com. Now, WMMR presents Desire. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Yeah.
1: Brought to you by U.S. Digestive Health Colonoscopy. It beats cancer. Schedule a screening at usdigestivehealth.com. Uh, wow, this is a pretty messed up story, so we'll just we'll dive right into it. A couple whose bodies were found in their home last week Died of COVID-19. Police were called to the home after receiving a report of a sudden death. This was in St. Louis, Missouri. A man and woman were found dead at the home. Apparently, the couple were quarantining after testing positive from COVID-19. And family members told police that the man and woman were both experiencing symptoms. So they assume at this time that they died from the disease. And they Uh, were trying to... Either they they didn't... uh, they didn't want to get out and expose other people and they but were staying at home and so they didn't get any medical help. I guess that's wow. the case. Yeah. Uh the that's police tragic uh said we have no reason to believe that their deaths were caused by anything other than COVID nineteen at this time. So man, if you're sick, no, please get in touch with the doctor, try and get some help if that was indeed the case. All right, different story. A Delta Airlines passenger is facing a twenty seven thousand five hundred dollar fine. Hmm for allegedly striking a flight attendant in the face in October. Uh, The FAA on Friday announced the proposed civil penalty for an unnamed passenger traveling on a flight from Miami to Atlanta on October 19th. The FAA said the passenger, who has 30 days to respond, was traveling with another passenger who refused to wear a mask, fasten his seatbelt, or put up the tray table. The tray table! And as a result, they don't mess around, man. The flight uh, returned to the gate, and the passengers were asked to get off the plane. The passenger facing the fine ignored the flight attendant's instructions to leave the plane, began swearing at the flight attendant, and then struck her under the eye. Whoa. Uh, and uh, at that point, you know, they were going to kick him off, which always kills me because at the point where they turn the plane around, yeah. they take it back to the gate, and they say, all right, get off, and they go, no, I'm not. At this point, you're not going to What are gonna they going to do? Yeah. They're going to fire the plane back up and take it right. over the eye? All well, right, you, but you better behave. Yeah. Uh, So the incident was captured uh, on video by fellow passengers. The FAA adopted a stricter policy on unruly passenger behavior in January due to the incidents involved during the Capitol insurrection, uh, participants, and steady stream of passengers refusing to comply with airline mask policies. Passengers will no longer get warnings. Uh, At the time, the FAA said that it had seen a disturbing increase in incidents in which passengers have disrupted flights with violent behavior or threats of violent behavior. So they're not messing around with the uh Why do the they just now.
4: have seats that can drop out of the bottom of the plane
1: <laughs> with a parachute? That would be awesome, there you wouldn't go. it? Would right? it not? Yeah. See, I, uh, I got it. I got the remote. I yeah. can do this. A New York City woman reunited Thursday with the surgeon who performed a life-saving liver transplant after a near-death experience linked to... To a nose ring infection. Oh my God. A liver? Yeah. Yes. And listen to how this, uh, what went down with this. So, the 37 year old woman, uh, Dana Smith of Queens, uh, a spontaneous decision to get a nose ring during a shopping trip last Thanksgiving resulted in a medical emergency that almost claimed her life.
9: Oh
4: my God. Just a
1: few days after that, Smith noticed that she wasn't feeling very well. She chalked it up to acid reflux and the stress of the upcoming Christmas holiday. But. As days turned into weeks, she could no longer tolerate food or water. She said, I guess at some point, I started to throw up blood. Oh, my God. Finally, on January 12th, she asked her sister to bring her to Long Island Jewish Medical Center. At this point, she said she was so sick, she can't remember the events that followed. She said she remembers one ultrasound at the hospital and then waking up to the doctors telling her that she had a new liver. Like, they did all of this. While she was out. Yes, exactly. So... Tests had revealed that Smith was suffering from uh, fulminant hepatitis B, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, fulminant hepatitis B, a very rare condition in which the patient is sent into immediate liver failure. She was then brought to the hospital, where she came under the care of Dr. Lewis Tepperman. The brain swelling that results from hepatitis B caused seizures, so it was decided that she would be placed into a medically induced coma. Uh, she was placed on the transplant list immediately, and a match was found within like 48 hours. You never just hear that. just
4: astonishing. She even chucked in a boob job.
1: Uh, they, enabled, they enabled the transplant surgery to take place on January 17th. She was able to return home on January 26th. And the mystery of what caused the otherwise healthy young woman to become so seriously ill was solved when doctors removed Smith's mask to discover the small studded nose ring. By ruling out all other variables, the medical team determined that the illness was an infection from that nose ring that resulted <sighs> in fulminant hepatitis B, and more importantly, she waited too long to seek medical attention.
4: This is um this is a warning. Yeah. You gotta be careful.
1: Yeah. And Only also let
4: people in bands do that kind of stuff. And
1: seek medical attention. Yes. Like that COVID story too. You gotta make Jeez. sure you do that. All right, one more story and then we will wrap this up. Let's go with this. A seventeen year old boy in Cyprus is being accused of of shooting his 79-year-old neighbor with a pellet gun while she was doing yard work. The woman told investigators that the teen Matthew Bittner shot her right thigh as she was bending over to pull out weeds. Little bastard shot me in the ass. She then heard Bittner in his backyard and saw him holding what she described as either a BB or a pellet gun. Come here, you little... And the woman told investigators Bittner had shot her in the face with the same gun last year when he was 16, but she didn't report the incident to the authorities at the time. So this kid was arrested for aggravated assault and booked on a $20,000 bond. What a little freak. I know. Exactly. All right. And there you go. That is what we have in the Bizarre File this morning. We're going to take a break. When we get back, let's test you. Let's see if you've been paying attention. Well the question from today's show. We'll also have trash and music news coming up. So make sure you stay with us because we'll be right back. Love MMR. Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Cooler day today. We have beautiful, bright sunshine though. Uh 38s are high. Winds are still whipping. We have uh trees outside our studios. They don't have any leaves on them, but they're moving around quite a bit. Yeah. Let you know that it's definitely gusty, and we're talking about 40 mile an hour gusts. supposed to wrap up some point this morning. Uh, but we'll see about that. And then uh, tomorrow, sunny and fifty four, tomorrow's gonna be the, you know, sit outside with your lunch day.
4: God, I'm so glad to see so much of this snow going away.
1: Yeah, it should uh, we should say good riddance to that tomorrow, hopefully. We'll see. I, I do
4: I do love the filthy piles of snow. they're so beautiful.
1: Um, and our buddy Matt O'Donnell had tweeted about it. He called it Snurt.
5: Snurt, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Which I thought that was a nice little He's term right. for that. Nice piles of snurt.
5: My son did a musical, uh, probably in like uh, second grade or something. And the theme was Snurt. Oh, really? So yeah, they, they sang a whole song about it. It was hilarious <laughs> and adorable. Was, I had never heard that term mm-hmm. before. Yeah, it was so great.
1: Uh, so we got warmer temps tomorrow, and then we're dropping down to the the, the uh, low 40s for a few days after that. But hopefully we'll be warming back right back up. We'll see. All right, we're going to do a lesson question, and we're going to give away a hand and stone gift card for a free massage or facial. And the question that I think we'll ask this uh, this morning will be: the town of Bertlesville is clean on the other side of what? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. The, t- the, the town of Bertlesville is clean on the other side of well. Let's see if you were listening. You know the answer. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine.
0: 93.3 WMMR with Preston
1: and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by your local Confidence Plus Service Center. Car in need of service? Find your location at myconfidenceplus.com. What's up this morning, Steve?
4: Well, an unidentified intruder crashed his SUV through the front gate of Kim Kardashian's home yesterday saying he was looking to pay her a visit. Fortunately, Caitlyn Jenner was visiting with Kim at the time and was able to throw the vehicle into the sun. (laughs) Iconic items from Prince's personal collection will be auctioned off next week, including that classic white guitar from the movie Purple Rain. The guitar, which was modified to spray a gusher of seminal-like fluid at the end of the film, can now only sputter a little fluid and then go to bed early. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and finally, Amazon doing some damage control after the company released a new app icon in which a torn piece of blue tape looked like a Hitler-esque mustache. Amazon quickly apologized and altered the image to honor Jewish customers with a new icon displaying the first letters of the words, Keep Keeping Kosher. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they're trying. It didn't I,
2: even really look like that.
4: I know, but people freak. I think it was fine. And it's still
2: there.
3: Oh, that's the that might be the modded one.
2: With the blue square above it? No,
3: was It It cool. was black before, wasn't it? Uh, no, it,
2: yeah, it it still is, has it, yeah. at least on mine. Yeah,
3: I haven't even seen it. It'll probably update.
1: All right, well, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Uh, the town of Bertelsville is clean on the other side of what? And I will go to Ken, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Ken. Hey, guys. All right, Ken. Uh, Bertelsville is clean on the other side of what?
11: on the other side at their mountain. That mountain.
1: <laughs> you got it, Ken. Hang on. Use surrogate a hand and stone gift card valid for a free massage or facial. Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a relaxing massage or refreshing facial at your local hand and stone massage and facial spa for just $59.95 for the first time for first-time guest. You can visit one of their 55 area locations. Or HandAndStone.com. Let's get into the music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR.
9: Yeah. 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 I
5: rip ass.
1: What? Uh, it is brought to you by Salis University, the future of health science. You can visit salis.edu. A new Evanescence single will be released later this week. The song called Better Without You will make its debut this Friday. Uh, The band's offering fans a chance to hear a teaser if they are able to complete the puzzle, which is linked in their Instagram account. You like puzzles? I do. I should try that out. Evanescent's fifth studio album, The Bitter Truth, will be released on March 26th. I'm hoping for good things. We'll see. Lamb of God shared the trailer for Lamb of God Live in Richmond, Virginia on Monday. Uh, The live concert film shows the band performing their self-titled album in September 2020. And an intimate club in their hometown of Richmond, Virginia. The encore of four songs include Ruin, Contractor, 512, and the debut live performance of The Death of Us. A song the band wrote and recorded in quarantine for the Bill and Ted Face the Music movie and soundtrack. Did you ever see that? I didn't.
4: It had its moments. There are definitely laughs
1: within it. Uh, Lamb of God Live in Richmond is currently available for pre-order and will be released on March 26th. Reports say that Nirvana's debut album, Bleach, is set to be reissued as a limited edition blue cassette. According to Spin, the blue edition, spelled B-L-E-W, which is pressed on cobalt blue tape, commemorates the album's opening track, and will be limited to 1,989 copies uh, in honor of its original release date, 1989.
4: The one... So... the, the, The... Audio quality of cassettes used to degrade pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So I assume you don't, you just have this to have this. Yeah, yeah. It's a collector's yeah. item. I mean, let's be
1: real. Bleach was originally released on June, uh, June 15th, 1989. Blue was the first song of the album and the second to last song Nirvana ever played at their final show on March 1st, 1994. In case, you remember what uh, I remember who was a big fan of cassette tapes. Yep. Uh, and that's Trey Anastasio. Yeah. When he came by her, he said. Because he was listening to some hardcore, like, he was listening to heavy metal, like yeah. Judas Priest, like yeah, classic yeah. stuff. He said, but you have to listen to it on a cassette. <laughs> you have that hiss. That's the I only way. I saying that. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean,
4: you used to have, they, you they, they, you know, depending on whether it was Maxell or Noise Reduction or Dolby or, you know, all these things were would eliminate part of that tape hiss. Mm-hmm. But it was always, it, yeah, after a while, you'd start to lose the quality.
1: Mm-hmm. And then one last story, uh, or wait. Do uh-huh. you here. have a couple? Uh, I have two. Okay, so Alice Cooper confirmed that his Hollywood Vampires project with Aerosmith, Joe Perry, and Johnny Depp is still alive and well. Cooper was asked if the band was a thing of the past, and he said, "Oh no, not at all. Uh, I just talked to Johnny a couple of days ago. He's writing like crazy. He just finished an album with Jeff Beck." This is Johnny Depp and Jeff Beck. And Jeff Beck, exactly. Really? And he said, "Yeah, Johnny's playing guitar with Jeff Beck during this whole thing." And it's then a
4: great experience. He had me go out and get coffee and donuts and stuff. Yeah. And then I watched the cars.
1: He said, "And uh, then you know, all the vampires are writing <laughs> the vimpers."
3: <laughs> oh, is he? He's in that. Who else is in that?
1: Uh, it's Alice Cooper. It's Johnny, um, okay. Joe Perry. Yeah, Johnny right. Depp, and then maybe Yo-Yo yo, re- yo, Ma. Some there are these... musicians who fill in, I guess. There's
3: always these trends on social media and on. Uh, Twitter last week, there was a trend of uh, show your awkward picture of you with a celebrity. Right. It's you're, you being awkward with a celebrity. And it's this one woman who she's verified. She's got a check. I can't remember what her name was. But she, it, was, it was a picture of her and Gary Cole. <laughs> But Gary Cole's just looking like a regular dad, right? He's got like cargo pants on with like high white socks and sneakers, but they were at an Alice Cooper concert. So, (laughs) out of context, (laughs) this woman has got like black lipstick on, (laughs) a a huge black Uh, uh, eye. So she looks like, but you know, they're at an Alice Cooper concert. Sure. He was the one who
1: was actually the anomaly. Yeah, Yeah, Gary wasn't dressed for it. I love it. (laughs) Uh, So, Alice went on to say, our guitarist Tommy writes a lot, Joe writes a lot, and so I'll I'll, I'll check it out in a second, Uh, writes a lot, and Joe writes, and I write, so when we get back together, we're going to be making an album pretty quick. The band is so good, we we could just put them in the studio and let them play live, and we'll nail it. Yeah, it's a great picture, Gary Cole, (laughs) and this gal with her special eye makeup on
5: for the Alice Cooper show. Julie Stewart Binks, Casey. Is. I don't know who Julie is. Jerkoff. Did Julie you? Jerkoff. <laughs> <Yeah>. Forgive
1: me. <laughs> Alright, and then one last story. Set for release on May 28th <laughs> is the massive Yes Union 30 Live Super Deluxe Box Set. The colossal package includes 30 discs featuring 21 CDs and 4 DVDs. A historical 1991 tour and accompanying studio set featured the most members of Yes from across the decades uh, to ever share a stage. So uh, the legendary union touring lineup was John Anderson, Bill Bruford, Steve Howe, Tony Kay, Te- Amazing uh, Trevor Rabin, Chris Squire, and Rick Wakeman. And I love Rick, Rick Wakeman's quote about this. He said in his statement, it has been well-documented that I loathed the union studio album as well as the whole project was taken out of our hands and destroyed by those who handed the responsibility for finishing it off. However, the Union Tour was another matter, so he hated the album. He said, probably the most amazing and enjoyable tour I've ever been on with Yes, and I'm so glad that it was recorded and filmed, as it was an incredibly special time uh, that I can that can never be repeated. The Union Tour <laughs> is, for me, the most important event in Yes history. We're looking at this collection. It's pretty amazing. There's 30 discs all oh, together. God. I love Yes. Yeah. I don't know right if I can down. get this, though.
5: No, that's a bit much. Yeah. All right, and uh, that's what I have in Music News. Hey, just uh, so, real quick, circling back to uh, the Hollywood Vampires, their bass player is Robert DeLeo. I didn't know, know he was a part of that band. Yeah, I didn't either, yeah. thanks mm-hmm. to the texter who sent that in. But, uh, yeah. Robert DeLeo. Robert DeLeo. Yeah. Yeah. Robert DeLeo. Robert. 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 Robert DeLeo. <laughs> Robert DeLeo. Robert DeLeo. 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 <laughs> DeLeo. 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 Yeah. <laughs> He's your bass player, John. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, that's it in Music News. Why don't we take one more quick break? We'll come back, and then we'll wrap the whole thing up. We'll get our letter of the day. Don't forget, we've got a $500 prize for the word of the week. We oh. don't want you to miss it. So stay with us, because we'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Rob Zombie. The Papa Roach. This is the start
0: of the Mammoth. Wolfgang Van Halen.
12: More everything that
1: rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. We, we had a beautiful sunrise this morning. I mean, just and, and it was great because as Nick noted as I looked outside, it was like 6.05 and there was daybreak. And that's a wonderful thing for us early risers starting to see the sun that early in the
4: day. Well, at the exact moment that the sun creases the sky every morning, people don't know this, but Kathy stands in a pentagram and slits a
3: chicken's throat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, we get to eat chicken for yeah, breakfast. It's so. good. Yeah. Uh, also, we- it stays darker later. You know, so it stays
1: darker later. I mean, it stays lighter later, longer. Yeah, it longer. stays gotcha. later darker. Oh, yes. oh my god! No, because I yeah. noticed that yesterday too. It was <laughs> we it home. was sixish, and it was still nice and bright out. Yeah. This is
5: good. Lighter later. Yeah, it gets darker later. It stays lighter later. It dark. Yeah. dark. It gets <laughs> lighter. <laughs> dark and, and dark. Sooner. Yeah. Have you been off since you left the house this morning because of what happened with your coffee mug? Uh yeah probably you didn't hear this story yeah. Preston no it's, it's gonna be a
3: lifetime movie
4: Joe
5: cool. Nelson is playing. I'm sorry guys oh, no. I got to answer
3: this uh, Donna Levine's calling me I don't even know who that is <laughs> I just got a call on my watch that distracted me Preston I made myself <laughs> some coffee last night <laughs> okay I, gonna... all right so can I t- can I tell you a quick story yeah. let me just <laughs> <tell you.
9: laughs>
1: Were you laughing at how happy he was at himself for yeah, doing that?
2: Yeah. The audio.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was my quick story. Yeah, that—that <laughs> was his joke.
3: Preston, I mean, I'll tell you a quick story. Wow! If only. Yeah. I
9: love
2: it.
3: <laughs> Uh, thank- wow, I got a laugh out of Kathy. Uh, I set my, I set my coffee timer. You didn't
2: have to listen to the story. <laughs>
3: <every> <laughs> you were free. <laughs> coffee. Uh, and so I was on my way into work this morning, poured my coffee, <clears throat> and uh, the very first sip tasted off. And I was yeah. like, there's something going on here. Yeah. And so I gave it a couple of more sips. It just tasted like dishwashing liquid. It was like palm olive. So yeah, and, i had that happen. And it just you know, and I need that those twenty ounces to wake up on my way into work this morning, and I didn't yeah. get that.
1: Oh, so you just you tossed it out and yeah. bailed on it. Didn't yeah. make another cup. I thought maybe I was going
3: to die from poisoning or something <laughs> like that, so I decided not to drink. You it. Don't ever finish a <laughs> cup of coffee
5: that you feel has been poisoned. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's remarkable though. Like little things can and set your day in the right direction oh or God. in the completely wrong direction, and that one set. I mean, I'm sure you'll, you're the rest of the you will be fine or whatever, but, like, a little thing just like that, it just it puts you in a bad mood, and like I get it. I totally understand where you're coming from, man. It's well, frustrating. I haven't picked up on any out of the
1: ordinary. No, you've been, you've been fine. You seem the yeah. yeah. same as usual. So you've, you've been faking it all day? Yep. Fake, Fake it, it till you make job. it, bro. Good job, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, I would like to thank Mr. Brad Inglesby Yay! for being on the show Yay! this morning. Brad is the... Um, a uh, screenwriter and producer for Mayor of Easttown, which is a series on HBO that takes place in our area. It's a story that's written about our area. Very Kate cool. Kate Winslet, one of the stars, Guy Pearce and Gene Smart, a lot of people in this. And I think it's seven episodes. It'll debut on April 18th. And uh, they filmed some of it in... Uh, in uh Delaware County. It's supposed to take place in Chester County. So it's really I'm so cool.
4: Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah I love uh, murder mysteries too. Yeah,
1: I do too. So thanks to uh Brad for being on the program and thanks to uh Pierre Robert for Sauntering into the studio, getting ready to take things over. How you doing, man? Fine, thank you. How are you? Excellent, wonderful. It's a little nice. breezy out today, is it not? Were you getting it's blown breezy. all over the road? I was. Yeah, I far a faucet today. It looks awesome. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. you do I have a uh,
4: very, <laughs> uh, very far today. Nice. Uh, and uh, I was one of the originals on Charlie's Company. <laughs> Were you? Yep. That's I, That would work. I think that'd be great. Yep. Charlie's yeah. Company. Yeah. Charlie's it was company. the spinoff.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, from spin-off. Yeah, yeah, there was a house Charlie's cleaning. Angels and Three's
5: Company. Right, yeah. uh, Jack, Charlie's Company. Yeah. Jack managed the girls. Yeah. 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 It was a house so, cleaning service. I uh,
4: Yeah. I was one of the cleaners, <laughs> Got a window washer. Pierre, just uh, don't touch the stereo stuff. You can just <laughs> lightly dust that. Well, one of my big lines was Yo, Mr. Smith.
1: That was one of your big lines? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was the and, catchphrase. I mean, people it was on T-shirts. in airports. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, and yo Mr. Go, Smith.
0: Yo, Mr. Smith. <laughs> I mean, it's so,
4: you know, and they want me to sign it. Uh, yo, Mr. Smith. Do you remember Smith. one of the uh, astronauts, uh, I forget which Apollo mission was, said that uh, on the moon. <laughs> no, I know yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. When he was golfing on yeah, the moon. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Said yeah that, yo, yeah. Mr. Smith. And, and then he teed off. This one's for Smith. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a lot of games have been fought in my honor. And, uh <laughs> That my whole honor. thing. The whole thing. Yeah. Uh, the honorable games that yeah. were fought. The, the yeah. fighting games. Yeah. Well, I mean.
1: Yeah. Let's know, be
4: serious. Dedicated in my honor. Oh, yeah. okay. Kind of like, do you know, for the Gipper, but this one's for Smith. Yeah. yeah. Yo, Mr. Smith. Do it for Smith. Do it for Smith. Right, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. That was an REM song, too. Okay. Um, yeah. I did it for Smith. Yeah. They did it for What's Smith. What's the frequency, Smith? Yeah, what is the frequency?
1: <laughs> See? It all comes Shit. around. Uh-huh. Yeah, it all does. It circles back, does it not? It sure does, and Yeah, I think we've excellent. made a lot of sense here. Life uh, is a circle. Yo, Mr. Smith, can we get the letter? <laughs> Yo. All right, here we go. Oh, God Preston it. and
0: Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter.
1: All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. R as in robot. All right, and we have $500, part of the T-Mobile 5G Fridays where T-Mobile is giving away 5Gs in the name of speed with the Preston and Steve Show. For another shot at 500 bucks, you can click contest at wimmr.com and enter to win one of five $500 online prizes. T-Mobile is the first to bring 5G speeds to cities and towns across America. Coverage and speed. Who says you can't have it all?
3: Danger, T- Will Robinson. Danger. Uh,
1: T-Mobile, are you with us? Uh, okay. Uh, what's coming up on the show? On the show,
4: um, I will have Workforce Block for John's birthday of Bon Jovi. We've got uh, Workforce Block Coldplay for Chris Martin's birthday and ACDC. And
1: it's a Double Shot Tuesday. Very well done, nice. sir. Nice. Looking Thank forward you. to it. Hey, uh, speaking of well done, today's Tattoos Tuesday. we've got to give away our tattoo. And this one is going to Tony Lopez of Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, Tony gets $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And Tattoos Day on the President and Steve Show is presented by Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And they are located at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. For artwork samples, visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at floatingworldtattoos. Thank you to our sponsors. The President and Steve Show has been brought to you today by... Zippy's Bikes in Wildwood. Hundreds of bikes in stock right now. Shop in person online, Zippy'sBikes.com. Pick up your fully assembled bike the next time you hit the shore. And the promo code Casey will get you bonus Zippy's Bucks. Also, Rita's Water Ice. The wait is over. Rita's now open and serving up all your favorite frozen treats. Stop by for some happiness with a delicious Italian ice or creamy frozen custard. And also, U.S. Digestive Health colonoscopy. It beats cancer. Schedule a screening at U.S. Digestive Health. Com. Tomorrow on the program, a Wednesday, Fox Good Day, secret text word, and astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah. will be joining us. That is it. We are done. Rage on. And have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye.
6: The Preston and Steve, small business, love you,
1: help you, line. I'm Chris from CCN. We are an environmentally sound Design, build, maintain landscape construction
3: company in the tri state area. If you're interested in decreasing your carbon footprint and pollution output while increasing your property's aesthetics, please give us a call or visit us at ccngreen.com. We offer free property evaluations
6: and we play MMR on our job sites all day. Rock on. Next
12: message Are you
10: tired of cooking or maybe you just need a little help around the kitchen or with meal prep? Hi, I'm Chef Jill of Chef Jill Does That, and I'll help however I can. My personal catering service, Delivery Dinners of Delaware, specializes in meals for everyone. Yes, everyone. Allergies, restrictions, diet plans, and meat and potatoes folks alike. So reach out to me at chefjilldoesthat.com or check out our social media. Preston and Steve listeners save 10% on their first order. So
8: get in touch today and consider dinner done.
1: The Love You, Help You
6: line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly
0: first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com. Where Jack really does sell them for
9: less.